0: And we have to back No, no, no. This. Uh. Come here. For a while. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a lot. And yeah. I came down here. Hold I like, hold on, there's something different. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, good morning. Where's the prophet?
2: There we go. Listen, how y'all? Good job. I'm glad y'all started. (laughs) I'm so proud of (laughs) y'all. I'm sitting over here trying to schedule songs and get stuff together. I'm so proud of (laughs) y'all. Thank you. I don't know what happened. Listen, I was trying to start the room and it just would not start. I was adding everybody and putting stuff in place, but it just didn't want to (laughs) work. good job julie <laughs> listen let's go ahead and get this show on the road julie you know how to mod people Well, oh, you at work you multitasking when you get to go ahead and mob me and keep real quick so y'all have to be multitasking <laughs> thank you oh, so much I this morning i pop up this
3: morning hold on hold on, hold on. let me go there moderator where am i okay oh, i'm so on- sorry
2: i
0: was
3: reading.
2: No, you good. You good. Good job. I'm so
3: happy for you. <laughs> I was reading. let me see, where do I go? Where
2: do I go? You click on um our profile. So click on our picture. And once okay. you click on our picture, it should say make oh, moderator. Okay. There we go. And then make key for a moderator too. Awesome. Awesome. I was the first one here this morning. Right. That's what I said. I said, hello. I scheduled it and tried to start it, but it wouldn't start for nothing. (laughs) But you did it for me. So thank you so much, Julie. (laughs) All right, y'all. Let's go ahead and get into the first song of the day. And then we're gonna come back with opening prayer. All right. All right, let's go. Up hold on, hold on, hold on. My Google wanna act funny this morning. Google wanna act funny this morning. There we go. There we go. Google, let's get it right. It's Thursday. It's Friday Eve. Come on now. We got one more day. Got one more day. Google, you going to embarrass me like that, bro? I just want to break
1: some chains. That's it. I just want to break all the chains. Break every chain. Come on. Where, where's my chains? I had that on this morning, bring every
2: chain. Right. I'm trying to play, but Google want act funny this morning. That's you all you want to break my some belly. chains. Oh there go, there we go. <laughs> there we go, Julie. <laughs> Get a little worshiping. I'm trying to break my chains. Oh, yes, in the name
4: of Jesus. break every chain there is power in the name of jesus come on you declare it there is power in the name of jesus there is power
5: there is power
4: We know where it is to break every, change, break every chain, break every chain. Come on, say it to break every, break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up There's an army rising up Yeah To break every chain Break every chain Break every chain chain,
6: To break every chain Break every chain Why can't we stay? Say the
2: All right all right all right don't go to the next song you know how you like to play google good morning good morning good morning good morning good morning good morning everybody and <laughs> welcome to waking up with the prophet we we wake up every weekday morning with fresh inspiration motivation and a little bit of music to start our day listen phew I'm tired just trying to run upstairs because I was downstairs fixing my teeth oh god have mercy listen I don't know if you're on your way too early coming home from work already at work somewhere working out or maybe you called off work today like i wanted to do but i can't do because i got people behind me holding me up because whoo lord have mercy i was this close i was this close i was like god you gonna let this technology act funny with me today okay that's fine i'm gonna call off i was gonna keep i was gonna do what you did system issues system issues it's system issues i can't do it today god it's some system issues but the lord saw fit to let julie start because i was like what's going on it's not working for me so hey Good thing God got us here today on Time The Right Way. Because we starting off our day, as always, with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Listen, y'all know my motto. When we start the day off right, the day go a whole lot better. I don't know why, but I sleep a lot better um, when I start my day off with God. I'm just saying, my naps, whew, my naps be a whole lot better when I start my day off with God. I'm just saying, that's just me. But listen, let's go ahead and uh start this show. Let's open it up with prayer. Y'all know this is the early morning praise party, the best clubhouse room, the early morning, the early morning praise party, the best inspiration station, the radio show, podcast, all that good jazz. We, we just all that. We all that and the bag of chips because we the best gospel morning show, period. Cross the land. I'm claiming, I'm speaking into existence. But listen, before we go ahead and get this show started, let's go ahead and open up with prayer, all right? All right, let's go. Father, God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you right now for this day, God. We thank you right now for waking us up with the activity of our limbs. God, we thank you for waking us up with a fresh mind. A mind to want to serve you, a mind to want to know you, a mind to want to hear from you, a mind to want to connect with you, grow with you, God. We thank you just for being God all by yourself. We thank you that you sit high and low, God. We thank you that you reign with wisdom and with knowledge, with patience, with kindness and with self-control, God. We thank you, oh God, that you reign, oh God, on the just as well as the unjust, God. We thank you, oh God, that even when we got close to death, that you protected us and guarded us. Oh God, we thank you, oh God, that you protected our family and our finances last night, oh, on last night, oh God, and throughout the night. God, we thank you, oh God, that th- we didn't wake up, oh God, to any um, unwanted transactions. God, we thank you, oh God, that we didn't wake up, oh God, with illnesses in our body. God, we thank you that we didn't wake up, oh God, uh, sluggish and lazy. God, we thank you that we woke up with a desire to want to hear you, with a desire to want to serve you and bless your people. God, we thank you, oh God, for giving us our daily bread on today. God, we thank you for giving us our daily benefits for today. God, we thank you. It's time to
3: stand
2: up, stretch, and make you some breakfast. Hallelujah. God, I thank you for patience within me. God, I thank you for patience within me that I don't snap the way I used to, oh God, that I don't go off the way I used to. God, I thank you, oh God, that you're changing my perspective and you're changing my responses. God, I thank you, oh God, for the people that's in this room, God, that you'll continuously cover them, oh God, even as they go throughout the day, oh God, even as they grace the stage. God, we ask that you'll cover this room right now in the pressure, uh, in the precious anointing, God. Cover it right now with a special grace and a special anointing, oh God, to edify, to uplift, to inform, to educate, oh God, and to cause people to walk into a light, oh God, that is going to push them, oh God, into the world, oh God, to be a light unto other people. God, we act that we will be the fire starters, oh God, in this room. God, we act that we will spark the flame, oh God, that will change the world in this room. In the name of Jesus, God, we believe by faith that it is so, because you said in your word that when we pray, believe that we have received it, and it shall be so. So God, we thank you, oh God, for your word. We thank you for your decrees and your declarations. And Father, even in this moment, we take a moment to step back and repent for every transgression and iniquity, every sin of omission and commission, every sin that we've done willingly and unwillingly, knowingly and unknowingly. God, we repent right now for in the name of Jesus, we ask that you're creating us a clean heart and renewing us a right spirit, that we may go into your presence, oh God, that we may walk throughout the day, oh God, feeling healed, feeling restored, oh God, that we may go throughout the day effectively accomplishing everything that you have set before us. Father, forgive us, right now that we may forgive others, oh God, creating us a pure heart that we will learn how to forgive others the right way, oh God, and walk into prosperity in the name of Jesus. Father, we believe that we have received it even as we pray for you are not a man that you shall lie, neither are you the son of man that you shall repent. Father, whatsoever you speak, it shall be so. So we believe by faith that is happening right now in the name of Jesus. We believe by faith that every need that we have, oh God, is being met right now in the name of Jesus, God, because we walk upright, because we live upright. God, because we're willing to praise you, we thank you because you are granting the desires of my heart. So we say thank you, Jesus. We praise you in advance, and we give you honor, and we give you praise, and we give you glory, and we all say amen, amen, and amen. Whew, I had to get that out of my soul. My, I had to get out of my system, because I was gonna go somewhere. Yeah, I know I had woke up a little late. I had my prayer time this morning, so I was gonna go to another place, but I had to think of where I was going real quick, because Lord have mercy. I was gonna go into worship. But listen, let's go ahead and cut into another song. Y'all see, I'm a little late, so Google and not already cut me off to something. It's time to stand up and stretch and all the other stuff, and I ain't trying to stretch it. I'm really finna go lay on this couch during the song break, because, man, I'm tired. Like I'm really tired. I'm so glad. Like true be told, my contract in this week. Keith. Lord have mercy. I got a contract that I've been working on for the last three months. No, it's been five months. Well, I'm
1: glad you sound like that and you skinny and tired because this this client just hurt my feelings a little bit. She said you got to go. I'm like, no, ma'am. I was like, dang, I must be breathing. Because I was trying to get back to my seat. (laughs) And I got
2: winded. And I'm like, oh, it's time to go to the gym. This is horrible. (laughs) Trust me, it worked the same way. I've been trying to run up the steps. Man, I got
3: to run real quick. Well, that
1: makes me feel a whole lot better. Because
2: I can't, you know, I'm I'm wearing
1: this boot still. And going up the steps, it feels like a weight. By the time I get up the steps, I am so winded. I have to literally... I have to literally, like, just breathe through it. I'm like, God, I feel so fat. I said, I wonder if this is just a fat thing or is this just a, a just a bodily thing. But if you that skinny, because you ain't got no weight on you, I feel a little bit better now, knowing that I'm not the only one going through it. I'm
7: so weak.
2: I'm so weak. Man, I bet. And then that boot probably put an extra Five five, ten
1: pounds on that leg. <laughs> and it's terrible. Now all my people trying to push me to go to the gym. I'm like, what am I going to do at the gym? I can't walk that long i'm like i must be gonna lift weights i'm gonna have a weak i'm gonna have a strong upper body and a lower body because i got these calves on this um knee they got this boot
2: (laughs) We the boot the leg been lifting weight because of them boots (laughs) i'm
1: telling you and that's why i don't even like driving my mercedes now because you know i don't want to scratch up the thing because i'd be having to lift my leg up high enough right inside the car well so that's another reason why my car has really just been sitting. Um, because <laughs> I just don't want to scratch it, so I just it just be in the garage. He said, I don't want to scratch it. <laughs> I
2: mean, up that does make sense though. <laughs> when do you get it off?
1: Well, the swelling won't go down in my foot, and then my doctor, who I, I absolutely cannot stand, um, <laughs> this man just every time he sees me, um, I'm asking him, okay, so what is the issue? Why? Why is my foot not going down? He said, well, it's because of your pre-existing condition. I said, what condition? And then it dawns on me when I'm walking outside. I said, this fool talking about my weight. Don't
2: we? <laughs> so
1: now I got the weight for, I called my um, primary care physician and I told her, I said, listen, I don't like this doctor. You're going to have to find me somebody else because he don't care about me. I just need somebody else. This man's telling me that because I'm fat. That's why my foot is swelling. And that's just a lie <laughs> because anybody that knows me. I can shop better than some of these skinny people, so (laughs) it is not a weight issue. No, it is a weight issue, but not not to this degree. The doctor,
2: (laughs) the doctor, trying to play you. (laughs) Listen,
1: I can do his job. All you do is sit down at that desk, look at some um pictures, then come back, tell me something that cannot help me, and go back to seat. I'm like, shoot, they pay you sixty an hour. Oh, (laughs) I can do
2: your job. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so weak. lucky that's what they do for real, for real. I'll be doing them but sitting there looking at pictures and x-rays. <laughs> I'm hip. I'm already hip. Well, listen, I'm praying. Hopefully, by the end of the month or end of winter time, When does winter end? March. Yeah, by the end of the wintertime, you'll be able, you know what I'm saying, stretch your legs out and have that boot off. Because when spring hit, you don't want to be out there in that Mercedes looking all, you know, fly and whatnot. <laughs> So, I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna pray. I'm
1: telling you, I want to put the sunroof back and ride
2: down. Right. (laughs) I'm already here, big bro. I'm already here. You ready to have your little summer swag going (laughs) home? I'm here. I'm here. Listen, that's why I said I'm gonna pray for you. As you lose, I pray that I gain. Hallelujah in Jesus' name.
1: (laughs) At this point, I don't even care. God, give him what he wants. You want
0: it.
2: Right. thank you lord thank you see see we touching in the and right now in the realm of the spirit god you heard him that's confirmation <laughs> i'm telling you i just want at least 180 190 lord have mercy please <laughs> listen let me go ahead and cut to a song real quick and then we coming right back we coming right back listen this song is called my i almost let go listen truth be told i almost called off but i stayed with the course. i stayed the course. <laughs> listen let's play the song then. let's song come right back God's mercy
6: kept me yes.
5: so I wouldn't let go anybody in here ever felt like giving up just throwing in the towel just giving up I'm not gonna ask you to hunt anybody but just look at them that person you're looking at is here tonight only because of God's
2: mercy and his grace somebody ought to just tell God thank you for your mercy
5: and your grace that kept me. I was really down. I was really down. The devil really had me. But God's mercy kept me. I'm here tonight because of God's mercy. Come on now, just thank Him. Just thank Him.
4: I almost let go. I felt like I just couldn't take a life anymore. Pressure weighing me down. God helped me go, help so I wouldn't let go. God's mercy helped me, so I wouldn't let
0: go.
2: show up on time hallelujah hallelujah no he had me show up late but good morning good morning good morning everybody and welcome to waking up with the prophet where we wake up every weekday morning with fresh inspiration motivation and a little bit of music to start our day listen i don't know what you're doing right now whether you're on your way to work coming home from work already at work so we're working out we just want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way y'all know what that means with the right people right conversation right laughter all that good right stuff you know, the right stuff to make your day go the right way. You know, we just believe that when you start your day off the right way, guess what? It has the ability to go the right way. You know what I'm saying? Y'all y'all know what I'm saying. So listen, I'm gonna go ahead and read the scripture of the day and we're gonna cut to another song and then we're gonna go ahead and check in. Because what Google not gonna do, what google's not gonna do, what Google is not gonna do, is try to rush me into my next song. Even though I do wanna hear it. But you're not know, gonna just rush me into my next song, Google. I'm the moderator of this thing. I, I got this, fam. I got this. <laughs> but listen, we're about to go ahead and have a great conversation today because y'all know I'm building up to Bel So make sure y'all opinion some people in and share in the room because we we've leading up to a conversation about Bel And yesterday Prophet Christian brought a whole topic. This man is a whole crackhead. <laughs> and I wanna know like what 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 like how we how we get to that point? And then at that point, what do we do? Therapy or deliverance, or both? <laughs> like, what do we do? Like, I want to know what you can be delivered from. But we're going to talk about it later on. Let me read my scripture of the day, and then I'm going to get into it. All right, so the scripture of the day comes from Romans chapter number 8. Romans chapter number 8. And I'm going to start at the 35th verse. Yeah, I'm going to start at the 35th verse. It says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? For it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. (laughs) Yeah, we are considered as sheets to be slaughtered. My God. <laughs> no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Listen, I just wanna stop right there because truth be told, we go through some persecution as Christians. We, like For those of us who really love God, who really not only hear God, uh, say the word of God, but actually do the word of God. We go through a lot of persecution. We go through times of, of famine. We go through times of nakedness. We go through times of danger and sword and hardship, but guess what? Nothing will separate me from the love of God. Let me, let me, I want to tell y'all now, nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how hungry I am, no matter how naked I am, no matter how much danger I am nothing will separate me from the love of god why because i know that i'm still more than a conqueror i know that there's still greater in me than than he that's in the world i know that guess what god is still going to be my supervisor my protector my healer my shelter my everything so why should i go ahead and fear why should i walk away why should i let anything separate me from his real love and his real heart i should not why only because i know that I shall conquer all things. I am more than a conqueror, to be exact. Not I'm going to just conquer all things and everything, but I am more than a conqueror. Listen, <laughs> I'm not going to preach this morning, but I just want to let y'all know that nothing should be able to stop you nothing should be able to block you hinder you distract you nor delay you you shall walk into the fullness of what god has called you to walk in i don't care what nobody say you strong you kind you you, you great and guess what we're gonna go ahead and tap into all
8: that god has called us to be
2: amen all right just making sure i just had to encourage y'all a little bit today listen i'm gonna go ahead and play another song and then we coming back with a check-in. I'm noticing that people don't start waking up to nine o'clock or eight o'clock Central Standard Time. Like, so, you know, I just be delaying on time and prolonging on my time. And I don't have a lot to talk about during the eight o'clock hour cause I ain't been having time to pray like I should this morning. So y'all gotta pray for me because after this contract over with, oh man, God going on a vacation together. I'm telling y'all, all next week, me and God is gonna be on a vacation together. Now granted, I'm gonna still show up here, but man, I get to have time with God. Like man, anybody who knows my schedule knows that. Normally I'ma get up, do the radio show. After I do the radio show, I'ma try to knock out as many emails, I mean prophetic sessions and calls that I can and try to do as much as possible before three or five o'clock. Because right about three or five o'clock, I either go I'm either gonna do one or two things. I'm gonna either take my nap or I'm gonna get up and start cooking because after I eat, I gotta take a nap then. Because normally around 10 o'clock or nine o'clock every night, I have to go do my activations for my marketing plan. And I've been doing that for the last six months, three months, like I've been doing no, no, five months. I don't even know, I need to lost track right now. I've been doing it since October. So since the last five months, I've been doing it. But now that I'm actually done with this contract, Jesus Christ. Oh, I can finally get adequate rest. I can get rest, rest. I can sleep, sleep. That means I can take a nap in the day and take a long sleep at nighttime. I'm talking about I'm going to be sleep right by nine o'clock starting Monday. Starting Monday, next Monday, I'm probably going to be sleep right nine and 10 o'clock every day. I'm talking about going to wake up real refreshed and real revived. Y'all going to think I was lit, lit come next week because I'm just going to wake up on 10. I am. I'm just going to wake up on 10 because I was able to sleep adequately. But listen, let's go ahead and cut to another song, and then I want to go check in. Like we got to go ahead and start this check in, and I'll I'll be prolonging it to nine o'clock because I just know people. I just I don't know. I just know people. So yeah, let's go ahead and check in, and then come back, come right back. Listen, this is one of my favorite songs by Fred Hammond. I love this song, and I pray that everybody would adapt this verse. Let's go. It's called "Give Me a Clean Heart."
9: To walk the path that's right, to do the things you would, give me a creed. I will break.
2: back good morning good morning good morning good morning good morning good morning everybody and welcome back to waking up with the prophet well we wake up every weekday morning with fresh inspiration motivation and a little bit of music to start our day listen i don't know where y'all at right now whether y'all on oh, y'all way to work coming home for work already at work or somewhat working out i just want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way y'all know what that mean with right music right people right conversation all that good right stuff to make your day go the right way yeah, I know, we just believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way, it has the potential in the right way. Y'all know, y'all know all that good stuff. Listen, with that being said, whew. I just wanna thank God, first of all, for being here. First, give it on to God who's the head of my life, to the pastor, the overseer, the bishop, the guest prophet, the usher, and everybody on the mother's board. I just wanna give glory and honor to God for you for being here on today. Um, Truly, it is a blessing to be in the house of the Lord one more time, amen, amen. Come on, can I get a a hand clap of praise? It is truly a blessing to be here in the house of the Lord. Listen, I don't know about y'all, but tomorrow is Friday and I love having a good exaltation service. So I might just get on uh, Clubhouse tomorrow and just have a good you know a weeping in the well a good tearing a good calling on them lord have mercy <laughs> man listen i'm over here taking some notes down because like i told you i did not get up early enough to do my pre-production today so i'm over here just thinking about stuff that me and god was talking about yesterday because i always have the moment to do post-production and when i'm laying down doing my naps and stuff like that god is always speaking to me for some reason like i'm one of those type of people that I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. I'm one of those people that God don't shut up. God don't just stop showing me stuff. Like, God don't never just be quiet. Now, there are times where he really do be quiet. Like, I ain't going to lie. There are times where, no cap, he'll hide himself from me. He will be quiet on purpose. He'll not talk on purpose. He'll be trying to be funny. But then there are other times where it's like, God, stop talking. Like, leave me alone. Like, God but it'd be a blessing because that means I'm always able to tap in and be connected to him. It's it's my blessing. And I'm telling you, I'm just going to claim it as my blessing because man, God, what do you want today? Like what, what, what man, what? Lord have mercy. Have you ever, Oh Lord, I ain't going to call God a puppy. Jesus. Have you ever had a, a puppy and I ain't calling God a puppy, but I'm just saying you ever had a puppy and the puppy just always follow you around. always want something. Lord have mercy. That's how the Holy Spirit be sometimes. Just be following you around. Just going places that you can go in. Just be telling stuff. Just be barking. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I'm not joking. I'm being serious. He <laughs> didn't be following you around. <laughs> but no, y'all. Let's go ahead and check in. Let's check in. Listen, what brought me to that is that, that clean heart song. Because I'm telling you, it's something about actually desiring to have a clean heart. That God would actually put you in those positions where i'm i'm forcing you to have a clean heart i don't know who i think it was Kristen yesterday who who was talking about how when when god want to keep you or something he know how to keep you. you just got to be willing it's going to be hard it's going to be weird it's going to be aggravating frustrating interesting but guess what it's going to be worth it like it's really going to be worth it oh lord have mercy I'm going to my notebook right now. I need to. uh So we supposed to be checking in. That's what we're doing. Yeah, we supposed to be checking in. And I'm over here going in my mode. I'm going in my mode because I'm excited about today. Hey Essence, I see you down there. I'm excited about today. Listen, Essence, I don't know if they told you because I had to leave the room yesterday. But they be trying to challenge me. I'm in a position, people can't play with me right now because Keith posted something yesterday. Keith posted, You bet this is the season to trust God and get this money. I said, Okay, God, I ain't gonna be one of them prophets that just prophesy something but don't got the money to produce it. So I was coming in there last night and I was trying to be fake funny. <laughs> I was try to be fake funny and give a fake prophecy, but guess what? I had got convicted and the mr everybody some some sawing it. So I had just went ahead and sold the seed. I said, "Here you go." I pray, I pray you go ahead and get that pedicure and it paid for. It. I ain't know how much it co- it cost. And then what's crazy is, uh, instance Pastor Charles had hit me up early that day, telling me something. I need a pedicure. He was in the spirit, not knowing Pastor Charles. I had sold a seed to somebody else for their pedicure. That's crazy. <laughs> it was jay Charity's birthday yesterday so i had sold the seed to jay charity yesterday for her pedicure and i should have went and got one myself after Charles. lord, lord that, listen that's just the heart of me that's just the heart of oh, property i give before i get like that's just me i give before i get and it was just a blessing to be at i was playing when i said it too i was like let me lie here." listen jay charity somebody go somebody gonna pay for you somebody, somebody gonna pay for you a pedicure and just as soon as i said it, they challenged me on the word they was like oh well you might as well go and I just I don't know I had got convicted I just had to sober I just had to I had got convicted I said God I don't want to be one of them type of prophets that you show stuff to and can't be able to do stuff about it like i want to be one of them people that if you show it to me let me either reveal it appeal it conceal it or let me just be able to make it manifest like give me the power to to make this thing manifest when you say god that somebody is doing something to earth let me be that person let me let put me in a position (laughs) but no let's go ahead and check in real quick let's go ahead and check in because I really want to, I got to talk about this thing. Like, I really want to know, because y'all know we're pressing up to Bel-Air, right? And man, God been having certain conversations in post-production time and all the other stuff. We've been having certain conversations. And it's been leading me up to have, like, these many conversations, you know, that, involve, that evolves into, y'all know, Freedom Friday when it's unrecorded, unadulterated. Yeah, because we're going to talk about it. But I definitely want to address certain things in this conversation first. So we're going to talk about mental illness versus deliverance. Because I really want to know, Excuse me. I really wanna know what you can and cannot be delivered from. Like period like what 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 can you be delivered from and then what do you gotta to go to therapy from? What is deliverance from people laying their hands on you and casting the devil out versus you taking your tail to therapy and sitting down on somebody's couch and having the conversation? Like what can you, especially when we talk about the whole thing that Carlton was dealing with yesterday, the things that Hillary was dealing with, but not really dealing with, but you know what I'm saying? That little spirit, like what what can you be delivered from? Or is it really a mental illness? Like I really wanna know, is jealousy something? Okay, we're gonna get to it later. I gotta check in, I'm gonna get to it later. So uh, this morning, Yeah, I I woke up at 7.30, hopped up out the bed, started fixing my tea, rolled over, tried to get myself a little situated before I hopped on over here. I was having some technical difficulties this morning. I don't know what was going on, but it just was not acting right and then i was already being lazy like y'all gotta pray for me too please pray for profit because god has blessed me financially to where i could be lazy oh people don't understand that spirit pastor charles people don't understand that spirit when you're blessed financially where you can be lazy i i told one of my friends last night i would be feeling sorry for people who gotta work every day especially when you work in retail and stuff like that and you gotta work six days out of the week when you got to work five days, some days like, oh I feel sorry for those type of people because I'm God didn't bless me to where I have a residual. God didn't bless me to where I got two companies and a ministry. God has blessed me, So I get to be lazy, but y'all gotta pray for me because that lazy spirit be trying to sit up on me. It was trying to sit up on me this this morning. I was like, come on now, if these technical difficulties don't act right. I'm just going to call off and say system errors. I'm just going to say system errors, system issues, and I'm going to call off. So, but yeah, that did happen in the morning. Julie was able to start the room, and thank God for Julie because Julie basically, be- <coughs> excuse me, Julie basically, uh, the new assistant at this point because she just started the whole room and got us going this morning. So yeah, that's how the morning started off. As far as breakfast right now, y'all yeah, I know I ain't going to be eating until later on. And I ain't cooked last night, so I'm definitely finna probably make me some. I don't know. I feel bacon in my spirit. I definitely feel bacon and eggs in my spirit. But y'all know I kind of don't be liking bread and grits and stuff. So I'm not really feeling the oatmeal. I'm not really feeling the, the grits and that like that. So I might just bake. Oh, I got some baked potatoes down there. So I might make a breakfast bowl. Maybe. Or I might just leave it at the bacon and eggs. But I'm drinking on my hibiscus tea right now because y'all know morning mucus is not a good thing for me. I really, really hate it. I really hate it. Um as far as the weather. Uh, it looks a little warm. Y'all know I live in Atlanta, so one, one day it's cold, one day it's actually, you know, hot, and next day it's storming and all hell breaking loose. But for the low today is, it's like 44, well, it was 44 is the low. Right now it's 59, but they say the highest is going to be is 74. But it's supposed to be raining, which is weird. So how's it going to rain when it's super hot and when it's warm? But that's just how Atlanta works. Atlanta's weird like that. Um, but yeah, that's my weather. That's my morning. And that's how I'm starting my day. Uh, and that's what's for breakfast, too. Uh, PTR, I see where you guys are on the stage. PTR, I see where you are on the stage. And we're going to go in that order. Start with Julie, Keith, Pastor Charles, and then my girl Essence. Do, 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 do. It's on you. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, everybody. Um, it's an excellent
10: day today. Well, today I'm eating leftovers. I had some conch and crab and rice. That's why I'm having pumpkin crab and rice this morning as my level for breakfast. For the weather, let me look at um, it is um,
11: 70, a high 86 and a low 64 for today.
4: Um,
10: and also, I watched my first episode of um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Bel- I think I watched it. It was good. I like how will you know, shut down Carlton. I love it love it love it, love it love it love it so now today I'm gonna watch the second episode I try to binge watch but time nice for me decided to wake up five o'clock to come to work.
2: right and it's an hour episode
10: <laughs> yeah so at this moment I'm eating my 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 good food my my seafood cup other than that everything is good today
2: bad bad thank you so much Judy. listen if you can try tonight to watch the second uh the second two episodes so we can discuss all three of them tomorrow i don't, don't want to spoil it for you okay <laughs> keith i'm throwing it over to you bro Do-do-do-do. all right i'm assuming you're on the car real quick i'm gonna skip it over uh to pastor charles pastor charles it's on you sir good morning what's for breakfast what's the weather how you starting your morning out what's the weather do do it's all you.
3: Good morning,
12: good morning. It's a great day. I have no clue as to what the weather is. I guess I better check. Let's see, 57 degrees. There's what it says. Uh, looks like the high is going to be... Oh, Lord. I guess it's going to be the high is going to be 60-something, 63. <coughs> Excuse me. Um... I don't know what I'm going to do for breakfast. I don't think it's going to be no breakfast this morning. It might be, but I don't think I will. Um, Let's see. What else? Um, My head has not left the pillow yet, so pray for me as I continue to start to wake up and uh, sing hallelujah in the morning time. But anyway, everything's good. I'm glad to be here. God bless. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Charles, for coming in,
2: as always um we're gonna go to essence essence how you doing this morning tell us what's for breakfast what's the weather and how you starting your morning off
13: good morning um as y'all can see i'm kind of just waking up not too long ago um i had to i had to turn on the customer service voice just for his call, oh, my call. um it is quite warm here in memphis it's unseasonably warm for february 64 degrees and it's raining but we're supposed to be getting a storm in a few hours. that's supposed to bring in a cold front behind it. So um, just getting ready for that. Also, just about to prepare my mind mentally just because Memphis is all of our power storm, all of our power, uh, what's the names, our above ground, power, um, the electrical wires and stuff, they're above ground. Um, and so I'm just preparing myself um, to potentially not have power today <laughs> again. Uh, because of this storm. Hello, not again. Again, no. The ice storm. We went four days without power
2: wow. due to that ice
13: storm we got like, the other week. Right. Um, last week, actually, it was last week. Um, and so I um, well, week before last. I'm sorry. Um, and so yeah, all of our power lines and stuff are above ground. So any type of weather that causes anything in the air. Um, whether the winds are blowing or whether it's snowing and ice, if it you know, it can damage the power lines and cause people to go without power. So, there's still people that there's people that was going on two weeks without power. Wow, um, to fix, they're still trying to fix uh, from the ice storm and their yeah. damages that they got away for parts for. So, uh, yeah, let's just pray that don't happen. But you know, in Memphis, anything can happen. Um, so that's happening. I don't know what I'm gonna eat for breakfast yet. Um, I do know it's gonna involve some coffee here soon. Um, so that's what I'm gonna do. Possibly may even cut up some oranges. I got some oranges in there, so I may do that. I don't know. Um, but today I am working. Um that is today is Thursday, so I'm gonna be working today. Um, and yeah, that, that's how my day is going. So that's all I got going. Um also just preparing um, Or so I am, um, hey Mia, um, I am preparing for um, a book club that I'm a part of with my best friend. She has an organization or a ministry called Womanish Projects. um, And it's particularly centering around Black women and girls, uh, creating programming and an agenda for Black, particularly around Black women and girls. And so we're doing this study um, around Righteous Discontent which talked about the women's movement in the Baptist church, how the Women's Auxiliary of the National Baptist Convention got started <laughs> right? Um, because they were separate at one point. So just talking about how women has all, have always contributed to our churches and religious spaces in various ways. Um, and so I get to present on that. So I'll be preparing for that. And little person is going with his grandparents and his dad, his grandmother and his dad this weekend. So getting him ready for that as well. So that's what my week is looking like for my morning years. And so, yep. That's Pass my mic
2: back to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Listen, a couple of points. I want to address with what you said. Listen, I'm kind of jealous because I always hear about women's movements. I always hear about the women's organization, but I don't hear enough about young um black men organization or male organization. I know one in particular, I think it's like a hundred black men, um, of their city. Like they got a hundred black men of Atlanta, a hundred black men of Alabama and stuff like that. I hear about them organizations, but I don't hear enough about black men organizations. And I love the fact that black women have organizations that push them. And that is so powerful and impactful because one of the news and hot topics that I was going to bring up today had to do with um, how there's an investigation going down in um, New Jersey about two police officers um, who basically hemmed this black boy up for getting into an altercation with a white dude. And of course, we talked about perspectives yesterday, and I want to uh, we didn't bring out profiling and perspectives Pastor Charles, but when I seen that headline it brought me back to that, because truth be told, like, how black men be out here going through some things, and they don't always have people around them to push them, and that's why I, I'm so proud of how we push Black women in essence. That's why even when I hopped in that room yesterday with you and culture, I was trying to tell y'all, listen, we got to start having these conversations. I mean, and I know it's kind of weird to have those conversations around race and around us as Black people, but even earlier this week, we was having that conversation around how we have to be people that enlighten not only our people on our culture, but other people on our culture, even when it comes to Black women and hair, Black men in hair, uh, how we address certain things like even earlier this week when we addressed the N-word to our white friends and stuff like that. Like these that that's powerful. That is so powerful how you guys have those organizations. Pastor Charles, I think I'm gonna start an organization for just for, for young men or for black men or something like that. Oh no. Essence and kind of pushing me out there. Essence kind of push me out there. <laughs> But no, and then another thing that I heard you say is hold on, y'all been without power for four weeks for a, for four days for man for even,
13: listen, I went out of power. Like I was bouncing around between one of my church members house at one of my friends house at church. Yeah I go to church with.
2: That's crazy. I don't know what I would do without power for twenty four hours. Like I can't like I don't like being hot. So my air conditioner stays on. Like my, like my wife. I work from home. I don't know what I. You would
13: know, do. <laughs> like, I missed. Ha- I was missed during my work week. Like God was, yeah.
0: <laughs> wow,
2: that's crazy. I, I,
13: I had to miss work. Um, did they cover you
2: at work though? Like, did uh, they? Did they count it against you at work, or did
13: they? Cover no, you? they didn't. Uh, because okay. I was on a state of emergency. Um, okay, that's Monday, good. Um, until my power came on. Thank the Lord it came back on that Monday. But it was it was I missed three days of work. Um uh, miss missed three days of work. Um and it was it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Wow. Um, and so we got it back on Sunday, but then there were still people without power because they have extensive damage. Um there are people without power. Um, even into la- into the end of last week, into the beginning of this. So it's, it was bad. But let's just pray it doesn't
2: happen. <laughs> right i'm helped. i'm helped. i'm definitely helped. well thank you so much for even coming in i definitely i'm gonna be praying for you and your city for that matter because that is something Oh, Lord, have mercy. That's why I tell people all the time. I remember when grandma say, I thank God that I ain't never have to go without power. I ain't never had to go hungry, right? even Even when stuff the storm had came, guess what? I just seen God hit that house, that house, but miss my house. So I'd be thankful when it's like, wow, that is something to thank God and be prayerful of. Like, wow. All right, Essence, I'm gonna definitely continue to lift you up in prayer. I'm gonna definitely continue to lift you up in prayer. Listen, I'm gonna throw it over to my boy Curtis. I seen Curtis was in the audience and he raised his hand. And y'all love, y'all know I love interacting with our audience, with our stage, with the people in the audience. Because every day, for some reason, yeah, I'm a P.T.R. But every day, for some reason, we have somebody that come in this room that don't know me, don't don't know y'all, but automatically be blessed by the content and the conversation of this room. I had got a man yesterday that came in my inbox <laughs> right after we ended the show and was telling us how much he was. Just blessed by y'all, Pastor Charles. It was so amazing. Like it really touched my heart. One thing I tell people about my ministry is we don't live for the money and all the hoopla anymore because I've been doing ministry for 10 years. People know my name, and I got I got some pulls and some connects. What really blessed me is the testimonies, because the testimonies is a sign that people's faith is increasing and they're being blessed. And I just love it. So anytime you're in the audience, feel free to raise your hand to come up if you want to talk with us, if you want to conversate with us, if you want to engage with us, because we love having Conversation that impact believers. With that being said, I'm gonna throw it over to our guest on the stage, Brother Curtis. Brother Curtis, welcome to the stage, man. Tell us how you start your morning. What's for breakfast, and what's the weather?
7: Um, sometimes I get hot chocolate and some cinnamon rolls. Um, right now I got to go. I got to be at work. I got to go to work at around eleven. Um I'm right well, now at work, I'm just be dealing with something at work on my job um i um really need prayer and deliverance um I've been doing. Something that I know I should not be doing. Um, Sometimes, you know, the stuff that I'm doing is stagnant me from working properly at my job. Um, It's like I'm dealing with um, um, pornography and masturbation. Um, those
2: the battles that I'm dealing with Um, hey listen Curtis let me stop you right there bro because one thing I do believe in is once you begin to confess that the healing process starts taking place so even as you begin to confess um, that you're struggling with those things that you're dealing with those things I'm going to ask Pastor Charles if he's available to step in and just give you a prayer really quickly is that okay Pastor Charles?
12: sure sure um, so, Curtis, listen, first of all, remember that God loves you and you can always run to him whenever you need anything. Um, are you attached to somebody's church? Or are you attached to anybody that can um, that can uh, that you can kind of, I guess, hang with and make sure that, you know, you guys, you can you can lack like a better way of saying it, have somebody that can you can be accountable to or anything?
7: Mm. Not, I mean, yes, I go to the church, but I really didn't find that person yet.
12: Okay, yeah. So a lot of times, sometimes it's when you're alone and you're by yourself. A lot of times, it, you know, those are the areas sometimes that can can get us. So and so having that accountability is a good thing. So um, I would. Uh, do you have a past? Do you? Do you are you? A, you attend the church, but are you a part of it?
7: Um. I go to church, but I'm not like into the ministry not of right now.
12: Okay, yeah. So okay, so what, what I'm going to pray for is that you get that, you get that place of community. Okay. So, Lord, I thank you for for Curtis. Lord, thank you for this moment of confession that he's had, Lord. And we thank you, God, because, Lord, you've already paid the price for everything that we go through, for everything that we do. So we pray now in Jesus' name that, Lord, he would, first of all, receive that forgiveness and just receive, Lord, the whole of who you are. And I pray also, Lord, that you would give him, Lord a place of community, Lord, that he would be able to get involved, Lord, in such a way that he'll be able to have uh, friends and have those that will be close to him that are of the faith, that can, Lord, walk him through the process, Lord, that he's in in this moment. We give you praise and we just give you glory and honor, Lord, for what you're going to do. I just pray now in Jesus' name that, Lord, your spirit would, Lord, engulf him now. That, Lord, your power and, Lord, even uh, give him, Lord, the power to even say no. In those moments when he's weak, thank you, Lord, for giving him that. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for doing it.
2: Amen. 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 Listen, Curtis, I'm going to channel you. Um, Amen. I'm going to channel you my information um, because I do believe in setting up private uh, prayer calls for people, individual um, consultations and prayer. Um, and it's going to be a free session that I'm going to set up with you. But I definitely want to um, talk to you individually. And I may have Pastor Charles even reach out to you as well. Um, but this is one thing that I love about our ministry because we connect with people like you all the time. And one thing about helping you is we also like plug you in to a church and to someone that can help hold you accountable, that can push you into the direction that God needs you to be. So I'm going to back channel you so I can get some more information about you, like where you live, where area you're in and stuff like that so we can connect to you. All right. Is that all right? Yes, sir. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much for coming up. I'm going to move you back to the audience. Keith, why are you clapping? That's why you're going to be my e-pastor. That's why you're going to be my e-pastor. Hallelujah. Pastor Elect Keith going to be the e-pastor. Dude, why must you, you know, <laughs> Pastor. <laughs> Pastor Charles, <laughs> you ain't that of the spirit?
12: You're going to say e-pastor. Is that what you're oh. Oh. <laughs> this. You, are you prepared, uh, Pastor Elect? Are, are you prepared? <laughs> Well, I guess
1: I don't have to, like, see people like that.
12: So I guess that might be a good uh,
2: fit for me, praise God. Listen, Keith. I'm telling you, God gonna work you into that pastoral calling. Hallelujah. (laughs) Listen, as a prophet of God, who I have saved these people, have these people. Like we need pastors like you and Pastor Charles Curtis needs the help. Like my boy connected already. He backed up to me already. Like yeah, we need that man of (laughs) God. Listen, let me go ahead over and uh, kick it over to Chris, and then my girl Talisha's in the building. Hey, Miss Talisha, it's good to see you again. Listen, we finna have a powerful conversation about deliverance versus mental illness what think what type of things you can be delivered from and what things you do need to go to counseling for i would sometimes believe there's a combination of both but then sometimes we put more emphasis on the deliverance and then not putting the emphasis on the conversations that people need to have and stuff like that. So we gonna have a powerful conversation about that. But I definitely want to check in on you on you guys this morning, see how y'all doing, what's the weather and what's for breakfast. So I'm gonna throw it over to Chris, throw it over Mr. Leisha, and then we're gonna cut to a song break and come back with that conversation. So Chris, how you doing this morning, sir?
14: All <laughs> oh, is well, my young king. And everyone that's in the room, kings and queens. uh, um, This morning I can't eat because I have to go um, do a drug test because I got a new job. Praise ye the Lord! And um, congratulations, Mm -hmm. congratulations. Uh, Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know I love cooking properly for people, huh? Um, So um, so I got to get my mind together about what I'm going to cook for this person. But anyway. Um, The weather is all right. Uh, I think it says it's going to be 70 here in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Um, And then when all this is done, um, when I get through dealing with uh, taking a drug test and and going before the the client that I have, um, I'm going to make some French toast, scrambled eggs, some turkey sausage. That's a lie. That's a lie. I rebuke that pork sausage. Yes, 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 my, yes God. my God.
0: <laughs> um,
14: <laughs> and um, I'm going to have a mimosa and I'm going to tilt it to the Lord and say thank you. And we're going to be done. Hey, Amen.
2: Listen, we'd had that conversation in this room before. Listen, that turkey sausage—even though I got something in my freezer right now—that turkey sausage needs some extra oil on it. That turkey sausage be needs some extra anointing and some extra seasoning, salt on it. (laughs) So yeah, go ahead and stick to the pork. Go ahead and stick to the pork. (laughs) That's the only thing I I approve that come from the pork. That's the only thing: pork sausage and a pork chop. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you so much man for coming in the room and I I know that you're going to contribute so much content and so much valuable information to the conversation. Um Miss Alicia, how you doing? Listen. When I tell y'all this girl, is, I'm so glad she's in the room because she's someone I know works well in deliverance. And I know she's going to offer so, so much. Like, when I tell you, I'm, girl, I'm telling you, I can't wait till we get into this conversation because I know you're going to drop some nuggets on us. But just go ahead and check in with us this morning. Tell us how you start your morning. What's for breakfast? What's the weather? Mr. Alicia, how you doing?
5: Hey, hey, man of God. Thank you so much for having me on the stage. Um. This morning, I don't really have, I swear, I don't really have much of an appetite. Um, but it started off well. It started off really, really good. Um, I, one thing I'd like to just testify real quick is that today is the day that um, th- last year I lost my brother, right? But I woke up with the joy of the Lord and the reassurance that all is well. And Amen. so I just that's a testament of his, his goodness this morning. And I really feel good. And I really believe that today is going to be an amazing day. And i'm just really really thankful for that so um that's just how my morning started just with a lot of thankfulness and thanking god just for the strength to you know just be in a really good space despite the circumstance and ready to serve and, and do all the things that god needed to do for the day
2: hey man shout out to you i'm here listen I'm going to celebrate you. With our next song break, I'm going to go ahead and celebrate you. Because, truth be told, the enemy tries to use things against us, like anniversaries and stuff like that, against us. Especially when you lose someone. Oftentimes, a year later, you're you're bound by that hurt, that loss, and that depression. But the fact that you woke up with joy, the fact that you woke up and said, guess what, I'm still not going to be stopped, I'm not going to be hindered, is a whole blessing. So we're going to cut to a song break, and this song is for you. Let's go.
15: K-Classic, K-Classic, K-Classic.
4: On, on, they told you that you couldn't do it cause you're washed up Ain't like them bad girls that you should get your soul up But I got this plan and you might not understand I'ma go hard as I can and I'm gonna be the boss of it Just watch me do this, put no limits on the swag on it Walk right up to the front where I belong and brag on it Go to the top, I'ma give it all I got a lie, but we ain't gonna never stop. I don't believe I'm something special Can't take that from me So you can say what you want I gonna hold a stronger Be who I'm supposed to be Cause I'm unstoppable I get all the way in it That's the way I was made And I'm up on my feet i I'm unstoppable Ain't no hoping and wishing Say a prayer, catch catch About it, I go get it, that's how I do it. Not in the stars. I'm not lucky, I just pray through it. Fall on my face, and I might make mistakes, but I don't let it break me. Cause I'm still on my way. I don't believe I'm something special. Can't take that from me. So you can say what you want, I go harder, stronger. Be who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Cause I'm Say a prayer, catch a wave, then I go out and get it If I can be what I want, I try it if I want It's powered by the king and he won't let me call It's unstoppable, he won't let me fall No, 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 it's unstoppable Come what night, I rest in his safety Winds may blow, waves won Cheers. Cheers.
2: my song right there. Listen, we're unstoppable. I don't care what nobody say. We're unstoppable. Depression can't stop us. Uh, uh Persecution can't stop us. I'm telling nothing that the enemy stole throws at us will be able to stop us what the scripture today said what can separate me from the love of god i'm telling you nothing nothing can separate me i'm telling you, life nor death riches or poverty nothing will separate me from the love of god and we're gonna keep being unstoppable good morning good morning good morning everybody and welcome to waking up with the prophet where we wake up every weekday morning with fresh inspiration motivation and a little bit of music to start our day uh, yes i'm telling you whether you're on your way to work coming home from work already at work or somewhere working out we just want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way that mean with the right conversation right inspiration you know right laughter right people all that good right stuff because we just believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way guess what it has the ability to be navigated by god the right way just like when you give god your first and your tithe and all the other stuff guess what he's able to take the rest of it and stretch it out do what he needs to do with it amen All right then so that's what we're doing with the rest of our day we giving god the first part of our day like it's our time and 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 making sure that guess what he rests rule and reign throughout the rest of the day amen all right all right listen let's get into this powerful conversation y'all know i love doing my news and hot topics and yesterday we was on a conversation around perspectives and it's interesting because you know, I said the quote, the perspective determines reaction, reaction determines the future. How you re- how you perceive things will determine how you respond or how you react to it. And then that will determine how the future is was navigated, how the future is created, or whatever the case may be. And it's very interesting because I seen on Instagram, I seen a headline that talks about how there are two um, New Jersey police officers that were under investigation because in the midst of this black boy and uh this this I don't want to say it like that but I'm going to say how I just feel in the midst of this black boy and white boy getting into an altercation to an argument i guess the police was called out and instead of them addressing both of them they immediately profiled the black guy they immediately took the perspective of oh it's a black guy and a new white guy getting into altercation so let's go ahead and tackle the black guy to the ground now of course pastor charles we mentioned this yesterday that oftentimes when your perspective is distorted because of preconceived notions you're going to respond the wrong way but my thing is how do we get to a place where we start processing certain things the right way to deal with them the right way even when even as we progress into the 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 phase of deliverance because i think oftentimes our perspective can be distorted to where we're oftentimes thinking that, oh, well, this person need deliverance from this, this person need deliverance from that. Oh, this is a witch, this is a devil, this is that and the other. When you be told, they might just need a good conversation. They might just need a good prayer partner that can keep them accountable. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, that may be a form of deliverance, but that's why I want to understand then what is full deliverance? What is, you know what I'm saying? Under how, how do we better, and I'm, I know I'm taking it real fast, but how do we better process things to better, to, to handle people better? Because I think a lot of times in the body of Christ and in the world, we're mishandling a lot of people because we perceive them wrong. Like, go let's, let's take it back, and let me give a little bit more context before I let y'all jump in real quick, because we're building up uh, to Friday. We have Freedom Fridays on Fridays where it's unrecorded, and we have Unadulterated True Conversations, right? And all week, we've been talking about the Bear Lair, um, the new remake of The Fresh Prince. It a, it's a, a new te- television series on Peacock called Bear Lair. And one of the characters have an issue. I ain't gonna tell too much yet, but one of the characters have an issue, and the, based off perspective, uh, we can say that he may need deliverance, or we can say he just needs some fatherly love, right, Pastor Charles? Like, we from—I mean, depending on what perspective you would look at it, one might say he need rehab, and another one might say, okay, well, he just need his parents to be more accountable of him, and. In this season of life, when we have young adults dealing with so much, I'm talking about dealing with so much. I'm talking about we have kids dealing with drugs. We have kids dealing with depression and narcissism. Like, I don't understand how you're 12 or 13 de- dealing with depression. Now, I mean, I kind of get it because I, I dealt with it too. But I don't understand how how kids have everything in the world handed to them, but we still deal with these type of things. And then we say, oh no, they need, they need deliverance or they need this or they need when should be told, have we stepped back to actually process what they're doing to respond the right way? Have we perceived it from wh- what we said uh, Keith yesterday, have we see- perceived it? from our own lens, a self-righteous lens, to where, oh, well, we don't see how they could have did or why they're in that situation? Or do we be intercessors, I guess, maybe, and step into that situation and determine, okay, well, this is something that is a mental illness that just, provo- that just requires a conversation, or is this something that, oh yeah, you need to be on the authoritarian, you know what I'm saying? pastor charles i'm gonna let you go in right there because i got some specific scenarios that i'm gonna bring up but from based off what i'm saying how do we how do we how do we go about this
12: Hmm. well see one of the things i I guess this is maybe my opinion uh, but uh, i think sometimes we have to really be careful to figure out whether something is is a just a human condition that needs to be dealt with in that way, and I and I guess from my perspective, I don't always um, feel like that there's a demon behind every doorknob, if that makes right. sense. Um, so I think the, the the big piece is actually using discernment, um, allowing Holy Spirit to kind of give you um, something, you know, to know what, whatever it is you need to know. You know, uh, there are some things that it, you can't, you know, you can't cancel, you can't counsel a demon. You don't counsel them. You right. cast them out. <laughs> you know, you cast them out. So, um, but when dealing with people and their things, I think uh, there are a lot of things that are um, demon, not necessarily possession, but they're oppression. Right, And, you know, it's just like, you know, uh, um, for instance, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, sometimes people, um, people um see other people or see a per- or they deal with a certain person or kind of person and that person causes them to go off or causes them to because maybe of a trauma or something like that that has happened um, mentally or physically or whatever and because of that trauma the memory of it just takes over um and so you have to recognize you know those kinds of things and just really have your eyes open to be able to really see it and again like i said discern what is actually happening because like i said At the end of the day it you're you're dealing with people and god loves people and because he does he will use us those of us who are filled with the holy spirit he'll use us to to speak to the moment and deal with it and he'll show us what to do whether it is you know that kind of thing um so anyway i hope that just muddies the water just a little bit there (laughs) it does Um,
1: yeah so to get my little tidbit on it um I do believe that therapy is definitely necessary. Um, now, I heard the tail part, so I don't know if this is a question you asked or not, but I'm just going to give this part. Um, I do th- believe that therapy is necessary in some cases. Um, I have seen that a lot of people, and um, I come from a line, especially with my being in my spiritual mom's church, I come from a line of deliverance. So I have seen people walk out of their deliverance, and so you got some people going through deliverance. And they really don't truly understand the full magnitude of why they need to be delivered. Right. Um, or they don't understand what it means to stay delivered. So then, you I mean, of course, you know, when you're spirit led, you can cast a demon out. You can tell the demon they gotta go and it has to go. But <laughs> if the person doesn't do their work on the other side of deliverance to ensure that they stay delivered, then that demon's gonna come back with a couple other friends and it's gonna be even harder to cast it out the next time. So I found that a lot of people um, they deny the very point of getting therapy, but therapy is good because it uncovers the reason why you need deliverance in the first place. Mm, Um, Because demons have the tendency to hide behind, like Pastor Charles says, you know, behind emotions, trauma. Um, You've got, uh, you know, no. For example, nobody wakes up and says, "I want to be an alcoholic." Nobody right. wakes up and says, <laughs> I want I think I'm gonna be a hoe today. Nobody wakes right. up and says, I want to be addicted to drugs. It all started from someplace and it started from somewhere. And when you get to the why, okay, um, that's when true deliverance can take place. Um, and a lot of times uh demons inhabit those areas of our lives that have been unattended um for so long. It's just like, and I think it was profit or Pastor Alexander Pagani, I believe that's how his name is pronounced. Um, he wrote a book on deliverance and he described deliverance like that of a house. And he talked about the temple that was built and how when the temple was built, he described all the rooms that were in the temple and things of that nature. So he, he um, compared deliverance to that of sweeping a house clean And you know how with the house with the big house there's some doors like i used to live in this real nice size house and there was one room we didn't use really at all so of course when we did go in the room it was kind of dusty and this that and the third and you know he was alexander pagani was saying that sometimes with deliverance demons tend to hide in places that you haven't really looked at in a long time um so you have to do your job to go and clean out those rooms. And that's what therapy does. It helps you go through your life and clean out certain things that you didn't pay attention to, things that you might neglect, the things about yourself that you might neglect. And like Pastor Charles says, it's not always possession. A lot of times it could be, you know, oppression. And um, you just have to do the work to uncover the reason as to why you need deliverance in the first place. Because you could just, you know, anybody cast well, not anybody, but you can cast the demon out. And if you're not aware of why you need deliverance, it'll come back.
2: That's good, Keith. That is good. So then how do you, um, this is good. This is good. So how do you self-identify when you need deliverance versus you needing therapy? If that's like, if that's the, yeah, that's the question. How do you self identify that? Because a lot of people, yeah, even though you don't, you know, we tell people all the time, you can't diagnose yourself. But, you know, at some point, we have to, what you said, we have to be willing. We have to understand that, I guess, we need deliverance. So, how do um, an individual self identify if when or if they need deliverance concerning something?
1: Usually, it's that, and I'm sorry, I'm I'm just gonna say this and I'll give up the mic. Usually, um, you know that you need deliverance in the area. If it's an area that you really just can't get away from, like you've tried to quit or you've tried to navigate away from that area, and for some reason you you just can't do it, or you feel like you're trapped in it. A lot of times, that's representative of us. There there might be something in that area that is causing an intense issue to where you can't get away from it. I'm not saying that's the only way to recognize it, um, but I know that is one of the ways to recognize it. Um, I'm
5: going to give it the mic.
2: Anybody else want to jump in?
5: Yes. Um, Also, um, environments as well. Um, It's very, very important to um, be in an environment of people who are equipped. Um, Because you can be in an environment where um, people may not know how to handle or deal with the situation. And it makes it or it'll pacify the situation, where it makes it hard for you to self-identify, or make excuses for it, right? Uh, and that's unfortunate. That's what keeps the you know keep the um issue going. But if you're going to a ministry, or if you're around a family or whatever the case may be, who are kind of bringing these certain things to your attention, or you notice that you are not yourself, right? Um, then it'll be it'll be made known, right? Um, so when it comes to like like the man of God said. Anything that you cannot control, anything that has more strength in you, that overtakes, that you cannot pull yourself out of or you cannot control is a, a, some type of demonic uh, oppression. Now, when it comes to therapy, um, now, now, one thing God has shown me is that I realized that when it comes to anything that may seem mentally off or anything like that, the first thing that people will revert to is therapy. But right. you also have counseling. You also have support groups and you also have, um, um, Holy Spirit, what is it? Um, Life coaching as well. You have to really understand exactly what you need. Therapy can be one part of it, but therapy can't really heal a soul issue. It can help Um, you through your mind. It can help you um, process things. It can help you speak out your emotions. And as you begin to speak out your story, that therapist can help you pinpoint um with specific things right right? and 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 also give you a little bit i say a little bit a little bit of um some strategies right on how to get through everyday life right um but after that you're going to need support because what happens is you can once you get the diagnosis whether it's whether it's medication whether it's um something that you got to work out for your day you still need someone to help you hold you accountable and that's where support groups environments life coaching come from counseling comes from and so um i believe that both things work hand in hand right even because like 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 everybody's pretty much saying similar things demons hide within the wiring of you oh that's good oh Um, say that again um, demons hide within the wiring of you, whether it's a um, a dysfunction, a, a, um, a error in thinking, an error in the way that you process things. It could be generational, right? It could be something your great grandmother did or your grandmother did and now it's trying to operate through you. Um, one thing about you know demons and, and, and um, generational curses, if no one um, held themselves accountable to get the help, it'll continue. Right. And so one thing I also know about demons when it comes to strong man. Right. I, I'm going I'm to tread lightly. But um, I was always taught like to bind up the strong man. The strong man is the is the um the source or or the demon that is assigned to keep the curse going in your life. So if it's alcoholism, if it's sex addiction, whatever it is, um, if you if you are not grounded in yourself, you will find yourself in situations where you begin to live out what the what the curse is right So
2: that's good
5: you see what i'm saying yeah and so that's why people like why do i why do i keep ending up with an abusive man you don't even like people really have no clue why they end up in abusive relationships right exactly oh jesus i felt that and so what happens is you got to get to the root of that thing and then begin to walk out um the manifestation of the deliverance which can also be the spirit and the the strong man being bound up as well as the practical things that you have to do um which is doing that self-healing that self-awareness and also being mindful being careful um of those things and everybody you know obviously everybody may be in different places meaning some people may be born with certain things already on them or certain things may be um event-based something has happened to them right? right it all depends on where and how severe um it, it, it has affected your life. And so um that's I I don't want to go too I can go further, but I just feel like I just want to leave it there for now. But yeah, um this is this is really, really good and, and this is usually um what I do. I help people get to the root of what's in the bloodline, right? Um and what has been happening. And so you know, you know, with family, we love to we love to keep secrets, right? Right. You know, like <laughs> right. <symptoms. laughs> Talk about it. But what you realize is that something's wrong. Like, wait, what's wrong with me? Why 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 do I right. like these things? Why do I want these things? Why why do I drink? Right? Um, and so those that's that's the first step of step of it. Um, and there's something called now when it comes to mental issues as well, there's chemical imbalance, right? right? um there's environment there's so many other things that remember we talk about the demonic orchestration of generational um curses if Uh if you're in an environment and you struggle with poverty right but the environment is causing mental illness this sorry this is a setup of the enemy to break your mind right so sometimes some deliverance can also be moving <laughs> out yeah. of an environment that's breaking your mind.
2: That's good. That's good. You could be delivered from poverty just by moving.
7: Come on.
5: Right. And also, <laughs> um, understanding patterns. One right. of the things that's been on my heart is, is reversing and catching evil patterns. Paddy. If your oh. grandmother wasn't a good student over her, her money, your mother wasn't a good steward over her money that opened up the doors for prostitution and open up the doors for alcohol It open insane. up these different doors um then you have to be the one to do the opposite of so that you can not only walk out your deliverance but you're practically doing the things that you need so that you can be well
1: i like this woman of god
5: yes <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna leave it there. But that this would I like part. this one. <laughs>
1: let let me say this because <laughs>
2: I told you, Keith, I
5: love when i in the
2: rope.
1: I like <laughs> this one because, okay, so I can speak from experience. There was a young man a couple of years ago. I had a crash course in deliverance. Um, my pastor had told me that it was in me, but I did not want to believe it. And there was this young man that came to my home and that had an issue. He had a sex addiction and he did not know what was wrong with him. And he came to me and he asked me for help. And I saw the demon, but I didn't want to deal with it because it was powerful and I didn't feel like I could deal with it. Not because I was dealing with anything, but I just didn't want to deal with it because I knew this was going to be a very long, grueling, and taxing process, not just on me, but my entire family. So. Um, I helped him and I was his counselor and his deliverance priest. Um, I had to talk with him and actually go through sessions with him about why he fell into sexual addiction. And like she said, once we got to the root, now we had to dig through a lot of stuff to get to the root. But we found out that the reason why he fell into sexual sin in the first place was because he had mother issues, he had daddy issues, he was suffering from rejection. And when we got to why he chose the type of women he chose and why he did what he did, we found that there was other stuff that he, there was stuff in his mind through therapy that we found out that he forgot about. He completely forgot about because it was so traumatic. He literally forgot that he did it. And when he opened up that door, there was a demon hiding there. And then we digged a little bit further and found out that there was some stuff that was done to him that he forgot about. There was a demon hiding there. And then we digged a little bit further and found out that he had issues or something happened to him when he was five concerning his grandparent. And there was a demon hiding there until I got to um, the root of it. And when I got to the root of it, this was a full, this was a full blown out demon possession and it took several sessions to cast these demons out of him cuz some people have cities some people have suburbans. this man had a whole metropolis on the inside of him
6: a <laughs> week <laughs>
1: I'm say he had demons and I knew them by name and I called them out one by one until I got to the main the the strong man that was behind his pain and that was over 4 years ago and this today this man who they say oh he needs to be in a mental ward or he because he has a chemical imbalance i said no he doesn't have a chemical imbalance he just needs deliverance once we got him through his deliverance he is married today he has Come one on. child um he does not desire any other woman but his wife so and so sometimes what people perceive as a chemical balance sometimes that could be a demon um telling you you need medication no you need deliverance not saying that's the case Thanks. for everybody but you know you definitely have to be spirit led when we're talking about mental illness and deliverance because sometimes and demons have the tendency to hide right and they have the tendency to camouflage and they learn your ways so if you don't cast the demon out fully properly it will learn you it will try to hide and camouflage yourself as something else so that you won't call it for what it is and um, yeah, I'm a I'm a land my plane right there because um,
2: yeah. No, that's good. That's good, Keith. Uh, Chris, do you want to jump in before I ask another question?
14: Yes, real quick. Um, just to pick it back up, everyone. She said patterns, and then you also have to add cycles oh. because uh, them demons will hide in your cycle. Cause like um, with that's trickle good. points, like when I um, one of my sons um, he will only act out um on a certain at a certain time. Certain month in a certain mm-hmm. season. Yeah. And you yeah. be like, Boy, what is wrong with you? You know, I done beat him, I done cast out the devil. Um <laughs> <laughs> Beat him. Yeah. You, you, you know. You know, I'm I'm putting a word on him. You don't understand. I'm I'm standing on faith. I'm the man of God of the hour. Right. And um And it was a spirit of rejection hiding in the cycle.
2: In the cycle. Wow. Because
14: man, his mama separated, and she she went to live another life, and whatever, and he was missing his mom. And so, at certain time, when he um, certain smell and um, as uh, sis said, um, environments, certain smells and um, things that reminded him of his mom, he he would act out. But when you remove that object, that place, or whatever, it broke. Wow. And, And so you um. And so things hide in your in, um, in, in different in your cycle of development of your mind. Because remember, things hide in your words. Word curses will ride and have that demon hid and lynched onto you and you don't know why you acting up. Right. Just because some little ugly girl done called you ugly. <laughs> And then you and you and you, you acting out and you know and it's not that your parents don't reject you, it's just because of the affection of that person that you desired and she called right. you ugly at five. Right. And, <laughs> and then um And now you feel some type of way every time
2: you go through that cycle of rejection.
14: Right, because it has to be that certain type of person, that certain smell, you know. You got to understand, like that's how we get in trouble in churches, and we go. Chris, don't churches, forget about the STDs.
1: Oh, not the it, right. Come on, now. Cycles. Sexual
14: transmitted C-
1: demons. Don't forget about them.
14: Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and, yeah. And then you know, then this is where we start getting the teaching of the soul tie and generational curses, right? Because right. those are cycles, and so right. those are the ones that are hidden, not so easily detected. Mm. And so, and then that's the reason why, um, like Pastor Charles, have so many hardheads in his church. Cause they're in the cycle, yeah. <laughs> you know, and he want to cast it out, and God said, "No, your job is to love them." Right. And, and so, and some things um happens because um love will break up a whole lot of dumbness. The right love, and so, and a lot of time um this generation takes sex for love or a uh, lust, and so it's hiding by what the true thing that they're needing. Mm. And so, and then um oh Lord, I don't know if I want to go there because I might get in trouble. So I'm gonna touch this real lightly. So I have a child that is transgender. Oh wow. Um and so the church was like, cast it out, cast it out. Well, my child already done had the the breast job and the other job. You hear what I saying? Um <laughs> and um he, he 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 met this one person, this deliverance minister, who um is helping him walk through um the wholeness of his soul. Mm. Um Cause it was a cycle. What whatever happened, um, I ain't gonna go too much of it. But like I say, it's the strongman, and it, it, where the man is sitting, um, usually determine um, the weather or the storm that a person is gonna go through.
2: Oh, that's good. Okay, I get you. I get you.
14: I hope that makes sense. Cause you, yeah, you, I get. A lot of t- cause you know, some, cause sometimes we <laughs> churchify a lot of stuff. Right. You know. Oh, say Jesus, 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 Jesus. Da, 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 da. Speaking tongues, da 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 da. And no, 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 because the demon is not hiding there. Right. Because, right. remember what you just said. You said the the demon sits there and understands patterns and cycles. So they they know the church routine. They fall out speaking tongues. Right. they right, exactly. they did all that, but yet you still think that you want to be a little girl. Mm, that's crazy. And so. And, and so we had to, look, spending good money going to um, psychiatrists and all that. <laughs> right. Look, <laughs> and, and, you know, and bringing a balance to this, you know, um, uh-huh. it, it was in the soul. You know, um, we, we gave the baby uh, antidepressants. You know, um, we gave him all this, this crazy medicine. And still the, the the weather of the storm was still eating at him, thinking that he was a little girl.
2: Right that's crazy. Uh, so how do you so let me ask this question to the room then because how do you um i mean i feel like as people who are trained and taught of course like as leaders we're trained and taught i guess to identify the strong man and have conversations that gets people to deliverance but what about those people who may not have the money or access to a person that can introduce them to those conversations that t- that can identify those strong men, you know what I'm saying? Because I think a lot of people do not have, I wouldn't say they don't have access to the people that can help them identify their strong man, but how does a person Say for example, who's listening to this conversation and say, "Hey, I know I have an issue, and I want to get to the root. I want to get to what my man is that's holding me back." How do they identify that, or how would they get to that place?
14: Two things. Um, one, it depends on what type of church you was in. Um, okay. I was in a Baptist church, so um, strongman deliverance and all that that wasn't going to help me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I get you. You I know, like you, what? Bro, what, what? What you? What you say? What you right. say? What? Right the, deliverance. You, you know right. what? The, the blood didn't cover it. Um, right. You know. Um. And so, so what it it, it took it. Um. What it, what it takes is um. You have to go outside your circle. Mm, okay. When you know that something is wrong. Um, first of all, you know something that's wrong with you. Before anyone else can tell you, you usually know. Right. And then it's about seeking, um, seeking. Um, I went to a pastor and he was like, okay, you probably need to go see this person because we don't operate in this. Okay. You, you see? And then um, and then from there, you, you know, it's just being open. But like you said, nothing that is hid can be addressed. Right. And so, you know, you have to be honest with yourself and say, what is going on? And once you do that, then then the, um, then the things start beginning to expose, and then people start like, okay, you need to get some help. And the second thing is, um, um, what what does help? Let me say that. Let me be careful, cause I don't want to say go get someone spiritual and you end up getting a witch. Um, <laughs> um, Death that part you know um there um in in the christian bookstores i don't know if we still have christian bookstores um certain churches offer counseling if i can say that okay okay and so um um like my pastor even though he didn't believe in deliverance and all that he was like okay you need help you need help in this area and so he gave me a, a Kenneth Hagin book and i went and saw that a word of faith church and they helped me do my process through it like that right so that helps. right Okay, okay. Okay.
2: See, I I definitely understand. It's just most people who are wrestling with these things, they don't realize that they need deliverance. They don't realize that they need somebody to talk to. They don't realize that they need a session where they can have 30 minutes to vent and then have another 30 minutes where a certain person can tell them, hey, this is what you need to hear. Chris, I mean, Chris, you know for a fact, for years, I was doing prosthetic sessions, deliverance sessions, all the other stuff. But then at some point, people got to a place where, Oh, I can hear God for myself. I can deliver myself, or I'm good. When truth be told, that's not always true. And even though we can hear God for ourselves, we have to get to a point where we say, okay, well, we need help. We need somebody around us to say, hey, let's have a conversation about what you're doing. Let's identify uh, what y'all say, the patterns. Let's identify the patterns in the cycles. Let's identify those things. And oftentimes, I think it goes back to what Talisha said. Oftentimes people are in such environments that that cultivates their struggle versus trying to deliver them from their struggle that it becomes, you know, a, a normal thing. That's why I want to even, Pastor Charles, like here's my question because I got a list of things. Can you be delivered from stealing? Can you be delivered from uh uh lust. can you be delivered from home can you be delivered from um narcissism can you be delivered from selfishness like what determines i mean and i get kind of what we're saying because i guess you have to get back to the root of those things but what what is deliverance versus therapy like which one determines what i need you know what i'm saying
5: can i can i add to that yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> i love this i really really love this um as you were speaking i heard some things happen about chance and opportunity okay that's good here's the thing people i have done deliverance sessions right um and sometimes that per- person is honestly not ready or strong enough right um uh, god knows the timing right sometimes we want to be delivered right then and then in some cases some people want to be delivered right then and there. but the reality is god knows that when you get a moment to yourself or you get around a certain environment right you may not be strong enough or you're that's, not ready to let that thing go it still feels good. good to you that sin still is still there or your perception about it is the taste still, not there's still some deception yep. there right yep. you see what i'm saying and so um and the reason why i say um well, i won't say that's a chance but i'll say opportunity the father because his love for us he will always open up an opportunity for deliverance but it's up to you to really get it in, into into um take that opportunity um for um you to get your deliverance and um and that comes with you you gotta really just be tired you gotta get to that point where you're tired or the lord will send like people to pray for you you begin to um things begin to move like I believe in intercession the Lord will begin to place like whether however they meet you or however they see you there's intercession or somebody praying. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to be in church. You could be out in the world wowing. but there's somebody that God, because God's eyes is on you, he was right. him intercessor or someone to pray on your behalf for your deliverance. This is where prayer comes in that. And then as you begin to pray, God will begin to orchestrate um, the the opportunity um, for deliverance. But like I said, it's, it's some, some, some deliverance has to happen when that person is ready. That person is ready, excuse me, <clears throat> when that person is ready to um, be delivered, because deliverance will, requires strength, it requires a made-up mind, it requires maintenance. And if you're still, you know, you still desire, you're still in agreement. Agreement. You have to fully break agreement with some things and really be determined to walk away from it. And if you're not ready for that, what? what basically, you'll just keep um, delivering the manifestation of something, but the root is still there. The, the, the dangerous part when it comes to deliverance sometimes is the lack of discernment where, you know, we feel like we do to cast all the demons out. You feel like you've to cast these things out. Um, but the reality is there's still a covenant. There is still an agreement between the person and the demon or the person in the sin.
2: Mm, that makes sense.
5: So, it, um, for instance, like this time when I've done heavy, like, and I'm like, this, there is a spirit of resistance now. But if, I'm, if we're doing deliverance and, and, and that person is still resisting, then that mean that they, they have not fully let go. They have not fully let go. And I've seen this with other apostles as well. When they're doing deliverance, they say, this, you gotta really mean this deliverance or we're just gonna be here all night. Um. And so the, certain, and, and also that's when you, that's that that's the manif- manifestation of like, I won't say church deliverance, but the, of casting out demons. But there's also some self-deliverances that come conversational. I've seen people get their minds um healed and renewed just by simply um having a conversation as well you so yeah.
7: so
2: Let, let's be honest so if and i'm not saying this is a real thing but like i can get delivered from stealing through casual conversation
5: if you if you don't have You're going to hell. if you don't have <laughs> up, that up. <laughs> if you don't have first of all if if, if whatever that is. That, 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 that could have been a habit that started from a child. You know how right. I that John 1 that says, you know, see, um, sin grows as a seed. And when it's full grown, it's death. So it could have started off right. as a seed. Right? Now, not until times you may go to jail, whatever whatever it takes. It, it can, but at some point, you have to really get it and see that I'm going down a destructive road. Right? right. Because there's some people who can go down a, str- a destructive road. But because of whatever they're going through in their mind, they'll agree with it. Uh. And only the Lord can really save them. There's people who like, listen, I know what I'm doing. As long as I don't get caught, I'm gonna keep doing this. Because it's in them. The sin is in them to do it. And so stealing per se, I don't know. That like I said, you can go to jail. It could be something it, it could be some something that would teach you like this is not what you're supposed to be doing. Um, but if that person finally gets the revelation and really see their purpose and see why they need to stop, God would be able to then pivot them. Um, away, some people go through this. Uh, it could be stemmed from low self esteem. My mother ain't loving me. My dad ain't. Loving. You know, whatever that dark hey, that, that defend, is empowering that them. Hello,
2: there you go. I'm sorry.
5: <laughs> whatever demon is speaking to them, that's empowering them to do these destructive things. That, mind you, they're having a conversation. Demons are having a conversation with the person but if you ha- if you are called to that person and you speak into that person's spirit and speaking to their life I-, I i have seen you know deliverance and breakthrough happen like that as well because nine out of ten times um i'm going to tread lightly with this too <laughs> um there are something called familiar spirits right right familiar i was just spirits. gonna tap on it yeah okay i got you <laughs> right are the demons that shape and mold you if you don't have an ear to, to cast it down they will begin to entice you and speak to you and say well, how about you like listen Tonight, steal a car. I want you to go down this block. I want you to plan this whole thing out and steal this car. Right? You, you, in your mind, going back and forth, thinking that it's just you thinking of doing something mischievous, but there are demons empowering you to do these things. And that's still a conversation. But if the, what if you, what if that person on the way to stealing this car, um, this is, I'm just, just hear me out, run into somebody and they happen to say something that would literally redirect the whole night. Right. You know what i'm saying so that's just in the scenario that i was thinking about but yes there's, there's there's conversations even even when you're not speaking there's still conversations within your ears and that's why even when they always uh, even when um you are in the process of deliverance you're supposed to guard your gates guard your ear gates guard your eyes be careful what you are feeding yourself because you're once 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 they clean all those demons out you are still open they always say you got to fill yourself with the word of god you have to now build yourself back up and that's why i say a person have to truly be ready for that or you'll just keep warfare with the manifestation and they they have not fully let it go and so that's why certain people keep going through the same deliverance over and over and over again because they have not yet fully let it go they they have to release it and reject it as well we can't fight, okay. for, you more than you fight for yourself
2: loki and i'm I, I agree with that so then here's my question and for everybody in the room, we just having a simple conversation. Let me refresh really quickly. We're just having a simple conversation. you yeah, I know how we do it every morning, a casual conversations about simple stuff, real stuff, whatever the case may be. So, you know, we've been building up all week to Freedom Friday, which is the unrecorded episodes we have on Fridays. And of course, we've been talking about a certain character in the new Fresh Prince movie called Bel Air. And, you know, it, yesterday we had a conversation about perspective, because the niggas the whole correct kid and some people like okay well he just need deliverance and some people just like he need love he just needs somebody from some attention so we're trying to figure out what determines when a person needs deliverance when a person needs therapy when the person needs love and all this other stuff so i'm going to give another scenario because Talisha like you gave a good nugget on that one like that was a good nugget so let me take it deeper because sometimes i think And I'm just trying to make the distinction between being delivered from a spirit and being delivered from a demon. Because truth be told, even Keith just gave a scenario about, oh boy, being a sex addict. So when it comes to lust and and being a sex addict or whatever the case may be, do I need therapy just to control my lust? And do I need deliverance for my sex addict or does deliverance require for both of them? Because I think, I mean, well, is lust a deliverance
14: issue?
1: combination of both and
2: you said what?
1: combination of both. And uh, I'm sorry, mine. I'm gonna let you get to it. Oh, you're so, good. so basically you do need therapy, um, to find out the why, because some people fall into things and they really just don't know why, or things could have happened. And you know, you might forget certain details that are very key to your deliverance. So therapy helps you understand the why. Um, because like, um, My sister in Christ just said, you know, if you don't really understand the reason why you need deliverance. Now, of course, we can cast out the spirit of sexual perversion or the spirit of perversion. But if you don't do your part to reject, because a lot of people think that, you know, once you cast it out or once you get delivered, that the feeling is not going to come back. And that's just simply not the case. Right. Uh, The feeling will return. But you will have enough power in your spirit to reject when the enemy does return to you. Because honestly, when the end, when that feeling returns, especially when you've gone through deliverance, it ain't nothing but a demon trying to look for another access point through you because all access points have been shut. So you have to do your part as well. A lot of people feel they have a false notion about deliverance. They feel that, you know, once it's gone, I'm never gonna deal with this again. No, 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 it's gonna come back. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna look, it's, it's looking for a way in you, and then not even that. Pastors and preachers and priests who are casting demon out—you got to make sure you're right too, because demon will look for holes in you mm-hmm. to um to to get in you because you ain't fully right. Um, this is why you got to make sure you consecrated and sanctified before you call yourself trying to cast a demon out of somebody because you'll get sick yourself. Um. So therapy is it's a it's a good combination because therapy helps you understand the why. Once you understand the why you understand you dealing with these things, then we can get to that demon and cast that demon out. And now with therapy, you have built up the tools or you should have built up the tools along with prayer and doing your own set of fasting and praying to keep the demons out.
2: So So, which one comes first, therapy or deliverance?
1: I would say uh, Okay, my experience with walking people through deliverance, I would say therapy is probably a good thing to do first in some cases. It really depends on it. But I would say therapy first. And the reason why I say therapy first, because if you don't understand why you being delivered, then that's gonna be more work on me. i for right. example, I had that a young part, lady, that part right, right there. Yeah. Right. I had a young lady who came to the church and she said, Pastor Tisdale, I know I need deliverance. And when she started telling me her story, I said, No, you need therapy first. I said, because you don't even understand the reason as to why you need to be delivered. You just know that there's a problem. And see, if I just And see, because I'm a child of God and because I'm sanctified and I carry myself as such, I got the power to tell the demon to go. If the demon I can evict the demon. However, if you don't understand the reason why you're being delivered, um, you have to understand that demons have legal access to you based upon something you do. So if that demon has ground to be in you and I evict that demon illegally and that demon has grounds to be in you, then I'm not doing anything but causing further work on myself because I'm evicting a demon improperly and it's going to cause unnecessary warfare on me. So I need for us to be on the same page. Do you want to be delivered? Do you know why you want to be delivered? Are you sure this is what you want? Are you sure that you're gonna turn away? Not just say, Lord, I'm sorry, are you going to repent? And are you going to turn away from your sin that has caused you to fall into this place? And then once we have gotten on the same page, as far as you wanting deliverance, after you've gone through therapy, then we can cast that demon out, but not before, because you need to understand why you're
2: being delivered see oh that was good go ahead money yeah i'll take over because y'all got it now oh, oh no nah. sure that was
15: good Keith. when Ooh. i say keep set it all literally. You, need, you need you need deliverance and therapy and you need a, a like co- consistent counseling sessions because like he said, if you don't know what's wrong, don't come up for deliverance. If you don't know what's wrong with you, you need to identify. Hello, money.
5: <laughs> I ain't never
2: heard nobody say that. That was good. Say that no, again. Oh, I have,
15: I have seen. Look, I, I just, I just, I told y'all. From, don't come. <laughs> like my, I told you, I seen a lot at my uncle pastor's church in a Pentecostal <laughs> church and an apostolic church. You will see a lot. Okay you'll be seeing people <laughs> fighting with demons and it's like and i just be sitting there looking like why is you fighting with that person and these demons right. they want these demons there right you can cast them out they want they them pick, you can, exactly you can cast them out and they go pick them up right back at the door like i'm just <laughs> not pick like, them up crazy. at the door are you and crazy? i'm too to I just, casting did all of that?
1: Demons out just over and over again i'm sorry
15: oh my god and and that's another thing don't you come up here for deliverance again for the same thing
2: come you know, on now, buddy
1: that's <laughs> too much work that's too much work,
15: so ain't, too
10: nobody much work.
2: Finna, ain't nobody
15: ain't nobody gonna be sitting up there playing with you if you want to entertain <laughs> these demons you sit back here and you entertain your demons and let somebody else get delivered and healed and all of that but i feel like the problem has got to be identified first like okay this is my problem i'm struggling with alcohol. I'm, I'm struggling with lust, but you have to have it in your mind. I do not want to struggle with this anymore. I don't want to deal with this anymore. So what are the steps that I need to take in order to get this up off me, get this out of my life? Like counseling, absolutely. I, I recommend counseling. Y'all know me. I got a therapist and she on standby like that. (laughs) Some days I have days and she's even on my Facebook too. She has days where she's like, Imani, take that down. And I'd be like, what? She's like, take it down because it's mean or it's rude. And we a lot of times I feel like we over emotionalize things because it's, it's how we feel. Just because you feel that way, that doesn't mean that feeling is correct. Like somebody needs to be able to hold you accountable to say, no, this is not right. No, this is not okay. Or even get on your case. Like, didn't you say you wanted to be better? This is not the road to better somebody needs to be in your ear about that you need that type of positivity and that type of influence in your life so you do need to identify the problem first and work towards getting better but then if you are dealing with spirits and dealing with demons you need to get delivered from that because like money, say, how do they, how they self-identify those demons I mean, you, you don't you, you go to problems. you go to somebody else that can identify it somebody else needs to let you know like okay you know what this is the underlying problem i've had issues where they're like why are you so angry you're young and you you angry at everybody you mad at the world what is going on with you the underlying issue was i had some things that were still opened with my father when i was younger they were able right. to identify okay. that in conversation. These are your behaviors. This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. You're looking for attention, but you're getting the attention the wrong way because now you're hurting other people. So what is going on with you? What are you angry about? And like I said, in conversation, they were able to identify this is the issue. So what is the conversation now that you need to have with your father in order to close these doors so we can progress forward? So counseling, absolutely. And some people just need their head checked. Some of y'all need medicine. <laughs> Cause there is a I'm chemical. There is a chemical imbalance. You you got all the wires, but they not attached. You need to get that head check for real. <laughs> like mm And don't be doing substance abuse. Uh-uh. So Some of y'all money, just how just do like you to get up out of the <laughs> chemical imbalance you said what How you identify when there's a chemical you Dallas. go to a doctor and that's another thing people need to do especially that's what
0: and, and i'm not R. trying to, be,
15: said. Said, not trying to be rude i'm not trying to be rude but everybody who busting it open for everybody you really need a doctor on a regular not you busting it open for everybody they're going to hell <laughs> <'Cause>
7: <laughs> there's some
1: stds
15: do me. you hear me because we can we could get on every avenue because some Those people, are
6: open
5: gates. They, that's not open right. gates. Right. <laughs> right. So right. So They're I just want to say something real quick. Um, so remember, there's this open gates, whether it's in your body, your ear as well. So, yes, you know, especially as a woman, we are receivers. And so you got your demons, and whoever the demons of the person that you sleep with, and that opens up the door for a whole lot of stuff, too. Um, but as you guys were speaking, and I know that. Um some deliverance will take time because do understand that there are something called gatekeepers and these are demons and strong strong, I talk about the strong man, but also the stronghold that are on assignment to stop you and to cause you to not be delivered. Um, just like with a person a person, what if they deliverance, they were supposed to go to church that day or they were supposed to um, change their mindset. like like say if you say you right. have an arrogant mindset about something and um, that mindset is literally what is stopping you from your deliverance. But right, the enemy right. will have you thinking this way in order for you to stay that way. So there are gatekeepers that when when it when you when you get close to that gate and it look like you about to get breakthrough, it, wow. it pulls you back into sin. Um, I've seen that as well, and that's why some cases you may have to go back a, a, a few more sessions, or you that that thing is stubborn. There are demons that are, we're not going to ignore the fact that some of these demons are strong. They are stubborn. And they have, like you said, legal rights. They feel like they own you, so they're not going to just let people go just like that. Right. And, and it's not that everybody just wants demons. There has been a relationship that has been built. There was a level of even defeat that 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 person struggled with within them. Like, do they even believe that they can even be delivered?
2: Right. And so
5: that mindset sometimes is the reason why people are like, listen, I don't even know, or if they have gone to a person for healing or deliverance, whether it's a church and they mishandle them. And so the second or third time around, they may not be as open, right? Or they told them about their business for that for that mental support and they told their business and gaslighted them and mishandled them. So sometimes with how you treat that person, how you deal with that person the first time, sometimes um, can either, you know, delay or expedite that person's deliverance. It's all about how you handle the situation and how you handle the person. Because there's a lot of people, unfortunately, but it's the truth, they are not equipped. I don't care how much you say, I'm here for you, I love you. If you don't know what you're talking about, or you gonna judge me for what I'm going through, I may not talk to anybody again. So there's been a lot of mishandlement when it comes to mental issues and deliverance. That is the reason why a lot of people are still wandering around in sin, because they don't have hope that they can be delivered because of what they experience yeah
1: and people give up on people way too quickly and that's if you have somebody that's battling with the spirit of rejection and the key to fighting that spirit is through love and understanding yes so while you're going through your deliverance process i can't just be like and and this is why you know a lot of people be trying to get into deliverance for the showmanship of it Uh um to say, oh, yeah, look at me, I cast out a demon. No, this is serious work. Yeah, um, sense
12: of skiva, sense of skiva. Yep.
1: Yeah. So you have to make sure that you have the patience. And I can tell you personally from from walking in um, sessions where I've walked people through deliverance, you have to have the patience to understand. Let them walk that, away and
2: come back. Right. Now understand <laughs> they understand
1: that they might have relapses. They might have moments where they go back. They might, and you can't just be like, you know what, I'm done. Um,
2: yeah. Because what
1: what that demon does, especially if they dealing with rejection, it says, "See, I told you nobody loved you.
6: Right. I told you nobody nobody cared you about
1: this. you." And so, and now, and now that spirit has now called on other spirits to yep. keep you further entangled in this entanglement. And now it takes more just to get because you mishandled them. Like my sister said, you mishandled them and you treated them improperly. And so here we go. Now we got more demons we got to cast out because somebody added a fence onto what they're already dealing with. So you have to be understanding yep. and you have to be patient. And if you don't feel like you have the patience, do not try to walk nobody to do deliverance because you need deliverance yourself.
2: Pastor Charles, don't that, did that break you back to raising Dion? That's what that remind me of,
12: Brazen D. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hey, listen, not, even, not only that, but I mean, the one thing that I've learned, and that, that, that was just amazing uh, what y'all said. Thank you, uh, Pastor Keith. Listen, one of the things that, like you said, you all have already alluded to this. Number one, um, when you're dealing with deliverance ministry, it takes time. So if you're not going to take the time with the people, leave the people alone. Sometimes, though, you know, you can give a person some ease. But we've made Uh, it so instantaneous. Yeah, but, you know, but here's the thing. What I'm saying is that there can be surface things that you can deal with right then. Like, let's say if you're in a church service, right? And we're in the middle of a church service. And all of a sudden, somebody, you can tell that there's something going on. Um, You can get to a point where a person's at ease, get them, get them, get the uh, oppressive, Spirit off of them Under enough control, for them right. to be able to yeah enough for them to be able to get you know get their mind right or be in in engaged in the moment because technically they need to be engaged when you got somebody that's crawling on the street crawling crawling on the on the floor and you got all this other kind of stuff happening there's a little bit more that needs to happen and so you know hopefully you have people in your in your house that can help with that or know what to do. Let me tell you something, it was so funny. My wife was in the corner one day. We were having, it was prayer service. We were having a prayer service and this young lady comes in and I could see the spirit of depression on her. I knew that's what it was um you know, it was it was not only her demeanor, but I could just it just changed the the, the dynamic of the room almost, I guess, maybe because I just felt it. I knew it. When you've been through it, here's another thing. When you've been through some of this stuff, you know it when you see it anyway. um uh So the young lady started kind of t- talking and everything. And then I started, I said, you know what? Do you want us to pray for you? Let us know, because I don't want to just waste time. Do you want us to pray for you? And she said, yes. So we started, the, started praying, and all of a sudden discernment started to really, we started to um, receive uh, words as to what was going on, uh, you know, the discernment, discerning the spirits, and that thing was start to work. And uh, that Holy Spirit was working in that way, long and short of it. All of a sudden, she uh, was starting to, you know, manifest somewhat, which means like she was kind of starting to shake and whatnot. And, and then all of a sudden, she started running around. And running around the church, and when she started that run, she was getting ready to start that run um, because she was just you know starting to scream, and it was it was a different scream, it wasn't a happy scream. If y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Um, and she started screaming, and my wife stood up, and she found, she got her. She went and she just she just it was like she had supernatural strength. She grabbed her and she stopped her, and she was she started praying. And, and let me tell you something, that and we stayed there until we were done, which was about it was a while it was a while. But at the end of the day, the real thing is that uh, Pastor Keith said, which was amazing, talking about um, dealing with actually having conversations with people. If you find out from them what they've been through and if they're able to, you know, using discernment to be able to find out what's happened to them along their life, you will know it and you'll understand it and you'll know what to, how to deal with it. The Holy Spirit will give you what it is you need to cast out. And when you've done it enough, you know it when you see it uh rejection here's another thing rejection will do um spirit of rejection a spirit of rejection will uh be on a person they will do things to be rejected and then they get rejected and then that spirit says see what i told you see you won't get rejected there was this one brother he was a wonderful brother wonderful brother nice guy but he was always kind of in your face he was always in your face and then not only was he always in your face and please forgive me y'all i'm not just talking about him being ugly but he had issues with halitosis, okay, and so what would happen is because of all of that running, he's in your face. He's kind of you know just he, he would kind of act weird because he would be right in your face, just like, "Hey, brother, how you doing?" You know, "Hey, hey pastor, Ooh, all the how you doing?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jesus, yeah, literally, seriously, that's a
15: strong spirit, seriously.
12: And so, hey, you know, how you doing, pastor? And it was like, "Oh Lord." But when we started ministry of deliverance. And when we dealt with that, the first thing we had to deal with was the spirit of of rejection. We dealt with the strong man of rejection. And once we, we dealt with that, that brother today, when I say that issue is not a, is not happening he stays enough uh you know he's he's normal in terms of staying a, 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 a body distance away from you when he's speaking to you he's not on your face and you know he's not dealing with that that halitosis thing because here's the thing the thing is is that some things just come along with with the other you know and you, some people, sometimes people don't even know why uh, people are rejecting them or what's happening and all of a sudden it's like that spirit they've been used to doing that sometimes a person seems like if i'm not in your face i i can't i'm really not communicating with you and in that and that's a trick um long and short of it um i'm gonna get off of this but some just the biggest thing is actually talking to the person and they have to um if they're able to be cognizant of it saying, hey, yes, I have to renounce. I renounce the spirit of such and such. And you have to walk them through that process. I'm going to get off the mic for that because this is just, you know, this is this is quite deep. But, uh, but there is a difference. And there are some things, and I will say this one more time, that there are some things that, um, sometimes we medicate certain demons and we shouldn't do that. But there are right. other issues of life that happen with people that medication can help um, to deal with it case in point, I talked about dealing with um seems having to deal with menopause in my own life with my, my family, you know, my wife and having to deal with that. But I'm gonna tell you once once she got her wits and got her sp- got herself together in terms of just having to get calmed down some, she was able to learn how to pray and then not only not not learn how to pray, but she got to be able to pray. And then all of a sudden, she um, also found natural remedies and natural things so that she could get to that place and do what she needs to do. So today we're good, you know, Thank you the Lord. But it takes a minute. It does take a minute. And it's not going to be always just, let's take the limits off of God. God can do whatever he wants to do. But you have to realize what power and strength you have inside of you.
3: Amen. That's good, Pastor Charles. Hey, Prophet, real quick, can I jump in there?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Listen, I want to um acknowledge Pastor Pagani uh, for coming in the room, and being down there. When Keith mentioned his name or whatnot, I had to inbox him. I had to inbox him because I know he's an expert at this, and y'all are literally answering some of the questions that my millennials ask. Because truth be told, y'all know we live in that generation that. We hear God for ourselves. We believe God for ourselves. But one of the issues that I see in people is how you hear God for yourself, but don't hear that you need to be delivered. So mm-hmm. you know, we gotta continue to self-identify that. But I'm gonna throw it over to Pastor Anthony, um, and then I seen Doctor take His mic off mute, and then Monty.
3: Just real quick, so I know I've been in and out uh, a bit this morning dealing with work stuff, but I, I don't know if this has already been said. But if it hasn't, I want to lay this out there as well, while the conversation is on. Uh, deliverance and spiritual warfare and such and then also the realities of therapy we also have to keep in mind there are some things we've run across that isn't a demonic influence it isn't an issue of medication it's one of right. learned it's it's one of learned behavior we have to remember that most of what we learn in this life we learn because it was modeled or wasn't modeled in front of us a lot of the issues spiritual issues of rejection issues of not being able to have stable and healthy relationships, oftentimes it's because we never saw a stable and healthy relationship in front of us. We learned dysfunction because that's all we had around us. And now that dysfunction feels normal. So we go about life having dysfunctional relationships, frustrated, knowing that this isn't how it should be, but I don't understand how to have it another way. So that's how, that's, that's just what I do. I sabotage things because that's all I've seen. I've never, I don't understand what real love Looks like, so I don't know how to receive it properly, and I definitely can't give it properly. Wow! I've never seen it modeled in front of me. Right there was a there. There was a, a story that was told. Um, I don't know if it's true or not, but they were talking about there was a dog um, who had puppies, and the dog that had the puppies, the mother, the, the, the mother dog, um, had messed up hind legs, so she would drag her hind legs behind her. Well, her puppy, whose legs were perfectly fine because of the model that was in front of him. Drug his hind legs behind him too. Although his legs worked just perfect, had no problems whatsoever, because of what was modeled, the dysfunction that was modeled, the limitation that was modeled in front of him, he picked up that same process even though he was fine. Wow. Right? So we've got it wow. we've got to consider, yes, some things are demonic. That's a real thing. Let's not dismiss that. Some things need medication, that's a real thing as well. But some things are simply learned patterns of behavior that we have to take the time to unlearn. I just want to drop that off in the conversation because it's an aspect that needs to be considered as we're dealing with real-life people in real-life situations. I yield the mic.
2: No, that's good. I I want to say this, too. Because that wasn't – it was said, but it wasn't said. It wasn't expressed in that way because oftentimes we don't realize when, I guess, we've learned behaviors that aren't really the norm that's when I think that therapy part will come in where we have to, like you said, have to talk to somebody to identify that we really do have a problem because a lot of people don't know that they're walking in dysfunction until you get to a spirit where you're trying to compare yourself to another person. You know what I'm saying? And then now you are feeling some type of way and that's another spirit on top of itself. So I I definitely understand that, Anthony. Pastor Penn, I'm gonna throw it over to you, but I'm gonna gonna, gonna ask another question after that. But yeah, Pastor Penn, jump in. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, it's great conversation, and uh, always good to be in a room with such great, uh, thoughtful minds. Uh, to Apostle Pagani, I've uh, been in some of his meetings and seen some things. Even experienced this hand, very hand, been laid on me and helped me get delivered uh, from a cycle of vagabond that I didn't even know I had until I got into the service. And what I wanted to say is this: a lot of times, we have a lot of churches that don't have a culture of the word being preached, which then opens up a lot of different things that people become demonically oppressed because, you know, demons understand the word of God. and understand the authority of it. And when we're not trained up properly in the things of God and the word of God, because, you know, especially in Pentecostal circles, there's a lot of culture that is not spiritual. But kind of like uh, when Jesus talked about the traditions of men, he talked about the Pharisees and he talking about the law not being abolished but coming to fulfill it but the problem was that the pharisees had added their own brand of what the law was and i think that at times if we're honest about church culture when we talk about deliverance when we talk about mental illness we talk about those kind of things we have our own little spin on certain different things instead of what the word of god gives us access to like we were in the room uh i think last week we were talking about where well, everybody's not called to deliverance well the bible don't say that the Bible says these signs follow those that believe. If you believe that you can have power over demonic influences, then you can. Is there certain levels of impartation? Absolutely. But when the believer is taught, because a lot of different Christian sects don't even believe in deliverance anymore. Again, Apostle Pagani and his, his friends did a, a lie that I missed, but I, I was so glad that they did it because one guy was saying that they didn't believe in deliverance. And the Bible doesn't say it. There's tons of scriptures that speak to that. And guess what? We don't preach it enough. We only deal with it from a reactive standpoint. And now that, you know, the term has become a little bit more, I guess, popular because a lot of people are been exposed to it, what's happening is that a lot of people are not being deputized or being imparted into and either been, uh, you know, taught about the ins and outs and having not only uh, the power, but having the burning to learn scripture, the burning to actually be a disciple, and even as we pass the churches, discipling people into the things of God so that they will less likely have these issues show up in the first place, outside of the medical stuff, outside of the the soulless stuff that we all got to deal with because somebody talked about lust. What James talked about, there's sometimes that we're drawn away by our own lust. That's not demonic. That's just us having a spirit of lust that we already know how to walk in. And then the enemy comes in and partners with that. And then the next thing you know, you got something on your on, on your back that you didn't know that you was going to have. And many of us uh, have had to walk through that. And many of us are now just really coming into this knowledge. And now we have the ability to cast this stuff out or people help us get rid of it because we didn't know. But until again, we get devoted. You know, devotion, like in the Baptist church, was 10 deacons. Standing in front of the church singing an old dead song, they call that devotion. No, devotion is having a real prayer life, a real life where the Holy Spirit is walking and talking with you on a on a daily basis, and it's just it's not just for oh demon come out because most people we like to get our jollies by showing how powerful we are to other other Christians. I think that's an issue too, where we really become uh, so personality and so uh, charismatic to show other Christians versus having the power ourselves. And that's, that's what I think stymies some of the power of God, because too many of us are more concerned with looking good versus having the power and having the character and the discipline that it really takes to really walk in deliverance, have power over demons. And not only that, when I don't have all the answers, who do I go to? What relationship do I have with other ministry gifts in the body? If we would shore up some of that stuff, Some of these demons and some of these devils that are running rampant in a lot of different fellowships. And dare I say, even some of the Pentecostal fellowships that claim they know everything about the Holy Ghost. Like they got a whole encyclopedia to tell you exactly what they're supposed to be. That's the part that breaks my heart. And especially in some of the the circles I've ran in that were very traditional, you know, when God sends me back in there, they look at me like I'm nuts. Because when I begin to take authority over things or when the Lord uses me a certain way, it's like that ain't welcome And that's a hard space to walk through. And I know that's a lot to chew on, but really we got to get to the point to where as we start discipling people again, making that great again to the point to where as when they are familiar with the things of God, even if they find themselves in a place that they shouldn't be, at least they'll have enough foundation to say, I need deliverance or this is not of God. Where do I find it? And I think that's one of the things that we have missed in the church, mental illness and health and those kind of things It's great topics in the church. We can talk about it, but we also need to mix the sacred and the secular, teach those things, and stop being so excited about what God does in the midst of church when either the power of God is flowing or we're just exhortating or we're just just doing what we call church. But there's got to come a time to where there are whole conferences where we really instruct the people of God, not only on deliverance, but really righteous living that really helps to draw the line in the sand that keeps demons from actually having access to the people of God. But i but I land the plane there and go on mute. Thanks so much for allowing me to speak. No, that was good, Pastor Patton. You, That really was good. And it sparked something in me that makes me want to ask, ask this question because Anthony even brought up a, a, a new word or brought into a new language. So say, for example, my mom was a hoe, my daddy was a hoe, and all I know is you know, I just can't stop having sex. Is that something of I need deliverance from a generational curse, or is that learned behavior and I need to sit down and just talk with somebody and realize that what I see my mom and daddy do, I don't need to be doing.
11: Can hey,
9: go I sit I'm on, on Monday, <laughs> <Anthony>. <laughs> hey, you ask Anthony? to
0: hell. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
9: Go
6: ahead. <laughs> is go it in hell. Me, is up, that a question for Dr. everyone? Trina
10: and then Mia. <laughs> well first of all thank you good morning to everyone thank you for allowing me to speak this topic is definitely um i I enjoyed what i've heard from um uh keith and um it it definitely is one of those and and i would say on this particular what you question that you just asked um there is definitely something going on with the the generation of behavior that has been learned um, but also there is something that um, the person have to realize that they uh, can they get counseling uh, because there's an underlying issue there because uh, it could be from a form of abandonment because the, if the mother doing it, and the father doing it, then how, you know, when is that person getting nourished uh, or getting the love or attention that they need? Uh, and if that is the case, then how are if, if how do they recognize the love? Is it recognizable based off of them going and doing the things that they've seen their parents do because that's the only form of love that they've seen, uh, quote unquote, known, I should say. So that that definitely is um, back to what Keith and uh, uh, Monty B had said in regards of getting counseling. Counseling is truly uh, important. Uh, i I believe also like what Anthony had said that. Uh, it's the it's the mindset. Some people just have to, because they've been culturally trained certain things and uh, as an example about the dog, some people have this mindset that I have to do because this is all I've seen, this is all I know and so I, when I talk about mental mindset, the main thing about that is that there's three things that is a factor. Your education, your culture, and your experience uh, and that's what creates the mindset and so when we realize that we're at a place where we're looking at mental illness and deliverance there has to be some guidelines of counseling money b said something that was really it kind of got my antennas going when she said chemical imbalance uh we don't realize a lot of us don't realize that the chemical imbalance can be based off of the food what we put in our body it could be based off of oh that's good dr Trina. it could be based off of several things that's going on and so when you have a chemical imbalance and I talk about this a lot with the women um, as well as some men um, but chemical imbalance as Pastor Charles had mentioned about his wife going through menopause uh, some people go through um, chemical imbalance based off of children have it based off of their behavior if they're real active they call them ADD da 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 all this crazy stuff uh, that they start to say and I don't mean it in a, in a, a certain way and so they put them on a medication. Uh, And so you have to be mindful of the chemical imbalance and having tests run to find out what level of chemicals that you have in your mind, uh, in your brain, and also the chemicals that's in your body, because you could be deficient in one area and over efficient in the er other areas because of the balance that you're not having. And so there's things that we need to, we just need to be mindful. You know, we can't be so spiritual that we're no earthly good. And is that a point right now? Do we at the place where we're ha ha Baba and uh, delivering folks and casting out devils? But like he said, we cast them out, but they they have to be really at a place where they understand what has been cast out. So they have to get the counseling. Not only have they do, they need to get counseling. They need to sit down and get some uh, true understanding of what was the trigger points. Why do I overeat? Why, why do I do certain things? Why am I abusive? Why do I uh, sabotage relationships? Why do I do all these things? And if, if it's deliverance, I really believe that God is, uh, you know, in ministry, we want to deliver everyone because that's, that's just what we we do. We want to make sure we uh, cast out every devil that we see because that's the thing. But like Keith has said, there is some that has an authority. Do we know because some people have opened up and put their, their family members based off of different uh, witchcraft and, and demonic forces. And we have to be, uh, you know, have opened those gates as a, uh, the uh, prophet has said have opened gates and allow that thing to come in and when we rec- recognize the gates are we are we casting out something that have already gained permission to be there and now we have to understand that permission was given to someone based off of what was um was they um uh, I- I should say, how can I say this? What was given to them based off of a generational curse or generational situation that has been put over that person, and so knowing how to deal with them, going through the counseling, understanding the, the, the how to deliver them and keep them fully delivered, and it is a mindset. It is a it's a process. You can't just go and give them uh, deliver them on Clubhouse, and that's why I do certain things and I say counsel. <laughs> I do have to be counselor, uh, because. I'm a firm believer. I can deliver you, but you you gotta open up some things in you now. Now you got, once you've been opened up, I have to make sure that I close that door. I got to make sure that you don't run from the next room because they they club hop and they you know you have the have to have the you know I'm I'm gonna be frank with y'all um uh, you know back in the day we go to the party to the club on Saturday at nine o'clock because that's you know some people just go get a you know start the early appetizer early drinking and then by eleven o'clock we really we we going all the way in and then there's something called the after party okay and so on Clubhouse there's these hoppers that goes from I got delivered at nine o'clock, and I and she cast this out. But I'm I'm feeling something because this spirit is still, you know, lingering on and whatever. And so now they feel that okay, I I feel free, and not realizing that there's still an open portal that has been opened up. And so now they've went to the other person's room, and because they said, oh prophet, the prophet, uh prophet is going to prophesy to you, and let's get a word, get a word. And so now they have opened herself up because they went in another room and been delivered, and then they go to another. room room and someone's speaking a prophecy Weird, over them and so now that thing is compound and so now they done went to the after party okay so the after party they confused because now their mindset and so they got all these things going on and this happens on clubhouse and so when we look at it where do real deliverance come in and where do real um um mental health issues come in. And so that's why we have to be careful as ministers because I believe, because God has really dealt with me on some things. He said, okay, now you, you deliver them. Now you got to go back and close that door, close that portal. Ooh, Understand that's that the portal has been open because now I've delivered them. Now also will have to be mindful of myself because I've been attacked after delivering someone and that's like, Lord, I was attacked one time. Uh, prophet, I'm going to tell you the honest God truth. I, literally for, three days, I was down. I mean, Pastor Keith, Keith, I was down. I delivered somebody on Clubhouse, and I was like, what in the world? I mean, that thing hit me? Baby, I don't know if I, I tapped into something that was a uh, uh, that was obeyed and uh, uh, authority that was given to whoever. But I, it took me three days, Pastor Charles. I, I prayed, I lay before the Lord. I said, God, whatever this thing is that has jumped on me off of this clubhouse, I said, I got to be mindful. That's why I'm very, very careful now. Let me tell you now, I'm very wise and careful. I use the word, let wisdom speak. I'm truly, truly be obedient to God. You just don't see me doing certain things that I used to do because when you know better, you do better because there's so many witches and warlocks in these rooms. And then that's when people get caught up and stuff. And so when we talk about mental health, there's a lot of things that's going on, and people need counseling and true deliverance from both of them. It has it has to work hand in hand. If it, it got to be hand in hand. It has to be in certain areas, especially when we're dealing with the chemical imbalance, especially when we're dealing with certain things that have been uh, generational curse, a generational brought onto uh, family members that from generation to generation, you see poverty mindset, you see uh, a lack of this, abandonment, all those things. There, there is something as a deeper root, as my mom always said, baby, there's something deep. And you got to go deep to find out. So, when you go deep, that might not feel good, it might not look good, but you got to pull it from the roots. Okay, so I'm going to let that go. But this is Dr. Trina Brown. <laughs> and I listen, I'm going to let it go, Pop, because I, I felt something. Come on. But uh, this is truly a blessing, and this, this is needed. And this time frame, because suicidal spirit is high, right. you have more people that's in the in the, the mid, early, uh, early, late twenties, mid twenties, thirties, and forties even committing suicide. What is that? What's yeah. going on? So Truth this is
0: the There's
10: a mental thing going on, and there right. is some deliverance that need to be taking place. And so when we really look at this thing how do we get to the bottom line of it yes. we don't need to just keep talking about it we need to say okay what is the practical tools what do we need to do as a believer but also as a people because the bible says first natural then spiritual we can speak we can preach and, and and speak in tongues all day long but what is the natural thing that? yes
2: we're that's to my next you? question dr shreena yes so i'm gonna it what was
11: do. the question before pop i'm sorry
2: Oh, I'm sorry. So, so that was going back to the generational curse thing. Um, so say for example, my mom was a hoe, my dad was a hoe, and here I am, um, being a hoe too. Is that learned behavior, or do I need to be delivered on it?
11: Oh yeah. Okay. I wanted to um quickly like just give my perspective. If y'all don't mind, I'll land my plane quick. Um, no promises though. <laughs> no joking, joking. I'm gonna land my plane. Um, but I, I I actually love that you asked this question because my, I mean, my mama wasn't no hoe, or my, or, or my father. Well, I'm, I really don't know who they are besides mom and dad, but, um, uh, I'm glad you brought this up because actually when I was going through deliverance, Pastor Pagani, and it's so funny that he's in the room because I had thought of when he touched on epigenetics, um that's why
2: I didn't get up here (laughs) (laughs)
11: yeah um but uh it's so funny because that's so true and it helped me to understand like oh that's why when I see my dad out of the blue I realize I'm just like him right Mm -hmm. so and um with all that being said my mother didn't really have all all everything that I needed to help me grow in ministry you know what I mean? Um, through her, I started tapping into crystals and thinking that, okay, this is, this is, okay, this is a right. truth, I don't, I don't think nothing's wrong with this. You know, my father, he was drinking, so out of all the times I would see him, barely, I oh, this is okay, all right, this is all right. And then I realized as time went by, God started to bless me, inspired me. So even though no one was around me to speak into my life, can y'all hear me?
2: Yeah, we can. Yeah, keep yes. going.
11: Even though no one was around to speak into my life, I would get like these random urges to pray for certain things. So I started praying for stuff like I would look around me and like we were struggling, I'd be like, Lord, I I just pray like, oh, well, God, please deliver me. Um, Help me not to suffer from my mother and my father's sins. I didn't know why I was saying that or praying for that. You know what I mean? And then God started to deal with me um, concerning these crystals in 2021 before the summer. So last spring, probably around this time, and God had let me know he was getting ready to release me. So I didn't know what that meant because I wasn't delivered yet and I wasn't spending any time with God. I knew (laughs) God, but I didn't really know him for myself. Right. So what I'm what I'm trying to say is like God will get you exactly where he needs you, like even if nobody around you knows the word, knows him, like if you're chosen and you're marked by God and God knows that, you know what, I, I, I probably could trust her, you know, he'll get to you, and God got to me through my dreams, Um, there was, you know, family coming against me in a spiritual realm that I knew nothing about, I never saw it physically, any signs physically, but I would have dreams about them, and it would be, people that are super close to me, you know what I mean? And literally by the end of last year, I said, God, whatever it looks like for me, you just do it. I don't even care. I was writing R&B songs, right? Writing about love. Don't even know nothing about love, y'all. <laughs> and God just like turned that around and God was just like, um, my apostle prophesied to me. He was like, God God has got your back. That. That I held on to that for so long because right in November I was homeless, and then God was like, Trust me, I slept in my car, I had the most peace. Okay, and if y'all from Connecticut, you could call 2 1. So I quickly called, 2-1-1. <laughs> I'm gonna land my plane, I plan out, promise y'all. But this is it's I feel like my story has everything to do with this question um called two one one, got the resources that i need god led me to some people um led me to um a man of god that was also at this place they confirmed i was living in my car placed me in a shelter child the shelter wasn't even a shelter it was apartments okay and we had the roommate with people it was super clean and god just kept me and he blessed me in spite of me even in the midst of you know, um, my disobedience sometimes, um, him knowing that I really did know the truth and didn't even want to. You know what I mean? Um,
2: right.
0: Right. <laughs>
11: so, yeah, God took me through all of that. And then in January, moving into my own place and now being in the place of, OK, I released you now. I'm finna release you some more. And it's just like, I feel like as long as you're willing to be obedient, as long as you're willing to trust God, as long as you're willing to have faith and say, like, I don't know everything, but I'm going to keep coming back to you, you know, like a child. And I feel like everyone uses that comparison, like a child. I started to look at myself like, okay, I am the child. You are the father. And then I will remember the scripture when your mother and father forsake you, you know, God will take you up. And that's so true. Because mom and dad took me as far as they could with what they had. You know what I mean? And then God, right after that, God took me to the season of, you know, being alone. So in that,
0: right. God
11: took me through the pruning. He took me, He's taken me through deliverance. You know what I mean? Right. Had I somebody came to me, oh, devil come out, devil come out. Nah, this took this took some time. <laughs> right. <And> some stuff <laughs> had to fall off of me. So, right. In my own time, and I'm not sitting up here saying like, oh, I have it all figured out. I do prayer time like I'm supposed to. No, like I still struggle, excuse me, I'm sorry, struggle. Um, But God will take you through that process and whatever that looks like, he'll literally carry you through it. So I wanted to be healed. I wanted to know God for myself and God tested me first at home with family who didn't really believe in God, who were burnt burning sage and carrying crystals, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? But right. in the midst of that, I still stood on what I said, and I remember telling, "Yeah, I threw away my my crystals, and I don't know, I'm not dealing with that. Nope, 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 no." Nope. So as soon as God saw that I was willing to do that in the home, in the face of the people that I really wanted their approval, as soon as I did that, God released me. So I said all this to say, right, mama and daddy could have been all that they wanted to be. And yes, epigenetics is a thing. Yes, some generational curses are a thing. But when you're willing to believe in God and have faith in God and you're just like, God, I don't know what this looks like for me, but take me, God. I don't care. I slept in that car. I never imagined it for myself. But God carried me every step of the way. I'm working at a job in a lab and The other students are mad because they went to school for something that Dr. Kidd only had to write a note off for me and I make as much as them. And I didn't even go to school, you know what I mean? So I said all that to say like mama and daddy, it doesn't matter who they were, but it's like, who, who are you willing to tap into who God called you to be? Even in the midst of who mama and daddy is. Because not all the time are they going to back you up, be there for you, be able to feed that seed inside of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, again, in the midst of all of that, I started to pray for people who really bear the fruit of his spirit, who bear the fruit of what I needed. And this is real facts. In my journal, I remember praying for that. God, send me. I don't have a father figure, Lord, but I don't know why I'm idolizing this. But forgive me, but please send me somebody that I can look up to you. And he sent my apostle. But God also taught me, okay, you don't have to call him for everything. Call me, okay? He's there for (laughs) other reasons. So, again, like, I keep going back to God like a child, like a deer pants for water, like the old folks say. Um, But, yeah, I just wanted to say that. Thank you for letting me share, y'all.
2: No, that was so good. Listen, this is why we have these rooms, because out of all the things that we say, it's always so good to hear somebody give their real-life testimony behind the situation and through these situations, because that, like, literally, that was so amazing. Okay, y'all. Y'all know it's 11 o'clock, and Google's going to go off. Google finna be like, hey, it's eleven o'clock to so start wrapping it up. Y'all know how Google is. So I'ma ask one more question and I'ma let anybody answer this question um before I ask the question of the day. Cause y'all yeah, know the question of the day is always something completely different, just to get us back smiling. But you think it's eleven AM. There you go. You it's
14: time know. to wrap it up and start okay. working. Thank
2: you, Google. Thank you, Google. I'm I'm already working right now as, as I listen. Thank you. <laughs> but no, y'all know the question of the day is always something different to get us back smiling, get us back laughing, you know, because we take these conversations deep and these be some serious conversations for the morning. I'm telling y'all, y'all get us excited for the day. And, and we got a full house today. Oh yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all got me, y'all got me so excited. So listen, I'm going to ask this last question and then we're going to start wrapping it up so this question is for you know my my group of people because some people um are scared of deliverance let's be honest some people are scared of deliverance. like you said don't know what it look like and all this other stuff and like my generation some of the people who i'm around even some of the people that i'm newly exposed to um they don't know what gen- uh, deliverance look like let's put it like that they don't know what deliverance look like and then they do and then the ones that do correction slow down, then the ones that do Feel like deliverance is oh you laying hands speaking in tongues and somebody falling on the floor you know what i'm saying they think it's a shucking and power comes and boom something just happened and changed and all of a sudden they delivered but i really want to know for you know my people what does deliverance actually look like is there a look to it? a sound Do you walk different I mean, you know, like what 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 is the essence of deliverance? What 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 does it look like? What 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 come on, anybody can jump in there. Well, if if you want to speak from the person that's been delivered, uh it, it's it's a process that continues to happen. I think when we see when the uh when, when Jesus gave the man that was at the pool his healing and his deliverance, he saw him also in the temple and Jesus said, make sure you stay in this posture unless something worse comes upon you. I, I think that a lot of the times, you know, when we see Jesus, how he dealt with demons and we compare it to these days, you know, we're so salacious, all, all Jesus would say was, was come out and they would because it was the authority and, and not the rumble on the organ, not the music, not everybody speaking in tongues, it was just the authority. I had three. I had a dream about three weeks ago, and I had the same dream three days in a row about authority. And the the dream was like God was releasing certain authorities to me that He had been exposing me to the last three or four years, being around charismatic uh, ministries, but people that really walk with God and they were unassuming. They didn't have big names. Nobody knew who they was. But man, if they spoke and they would participated in deliverance, man. That thing it it, it, will, it will be over with because of the power they, they carry, so I think that until we get out of this whole thing that deliverance is a is a look or deliverance is an industry, and I think that what, that's what Alan Parr was trying to basically trying to say uh, about not only possible Bgani but the whole uh, concept of deliverance period. you know certain people they get so dogmatic in how they try to explain the things of God. Without really going to Scripture for real, or only going to Scripture based on their perception, and if it and they can't be challenged past that, so deliverance is a it's a vast, uh, it's it's a vast thing that God I think gives us as, as those of us that have either been delivered or been deputized or been imparted to to really do it, and we got to check our feelings at the door. When it comes to that, and I think that for me, just speaking for me personally, and even answering our previous courses to a certain extent about lust and and our, our our families and our parents, God had to reveal those things to me, kind of like the young sister too. And once right. it was revealed to me, I it, I had to make the choice to walk through that door, and I'm walking through that door, and with a chance encounter uh, three years ago, again been in the meeting with Apostle gunny and God telling me to go to the to the um to the to the altar, and not only that. We were there at that service. Uh, we were in All Nations, Memphis, and we, we went to the morning service, and I was about to drive back home to Nashville. And the Lord said, stay. And I told my wife, the Lord said we're supposed to stay. So we stayed. But had I not stayed, had, had not the Holy Spirit spoke to me and, and me obeyed. See, deliverance is one of those things to where you obey as you went. Jesus sent them to uh, the priest to show themselves after the deliverance of leprosy, but it was a process as they went. Had they not obeyed, who's to say they would have got the fullness of what they were supposed to have? And I think that in the church, again, the salacious entertainment portion of it is what we look at, but not the principles, not the fundamentals, not how you hold on to it, not how you protect it, not how you have relationships with God that really keeps you in that space. So when those those demons, because they'll come back or certain things will present itself. To basically encrypt you with even more things that uh, can to, can stymie and stop your destiny. So for me, it we just gotta stop trying to define it all instead of just walking into it and searching scriptures and even having the Holy Spirit bring you scriptures and even knowing that certain things you can't deal with all the time. Remember when Jesus uh, is reading the scriptures and the, and the devil says, "Hey, uh, who is that?" You know, uh, we know who you are in the service. And Jesus didn't even acknowledge it. It was
5: just like, what? Come out
2: the matrix in the name of Jesus, be delivered.
0: It's just, crazy
6: it's just
2: crazy. That we gloss over and we make up our own stuff versus seeing the stuff that's in scripture already, and then the Holy Spirit being our teachers, and then like the sister said, praying for God to send us even more teachers and not be like the people in Timothy, where we find our own teachers, we find our own culture, we create our own dogmas, we create our own theology, stuff that sometimes even doctrines of devils to a certain extent because there's a lot of witchcraft there's a lot of willful things that we will use scripture to do to act like we got authority when we don't have it and that's the thing that i think that the lord is blowing up and that's why deliverance is on display but there are certain generals and there are certain people that god is earmarking to make sure that it is taught properly and that people can walk in it and not only walk in it but live it out and continuously uh be the example that we're called to be as the church. And I'll say this in land of play. I think one of the greatest things that we made a mistake with Kanye West, now we're talking about the whole mental aspect of him, but with Kanye West, we opened up the doors. Oh, he can come and do Sunday service at our church. And he got saved. He's saying that he's speaking scripture and he's doing S, Y, and Z.
7: And when I first saw that, I could see all through that smoke screen. And nothing.
2: Dr. Pang, you and out. You got a call or something. Yeah, you got a call. Listen, I still think Kanye need to be delivered.
5: Can I say something real quick? Yes, ma'am. Um. So, um, my take on it, and you said, "What does deliverance look like?" Right? Yes, ma'am. Um, deliverance look like freedom.
0: Mm, that's good.
5: Freedom. That's good. Um, it's freedom. Um, now the thing about it you can be, be you can be delivered from multiple things right some deliverances really requires you standing up and having a made up mind some deliverances require a process um, in maintaining your freedom <clears throat> so that you can walk the way that you need to walk and walk into purpose and so and in and, and many cases in most cases it does require you coming to christ jesus um and coming into Him, mean, having a true heart of repentance, where your heart has truly turned away from the things that you have been in covenant with, whatever the sin or whatever the case may be. Um, and another thing, like the man of God said, even when I have um, done some session as well, you have to hear the Holy Spirit for the regimen. You have to hear the Holy Spirit um, as far as you know, as it pertains to um, instructions. Right? You can have all the tools. You can have the strategy. But what is the Holy Spirit saying that you must do at this moment? Um, and yes, as you build relationship with God and, you know, you've gotten the help that you need, you've gotten the support that you need, then it's the self-deliverance, it's the self-maintenance. And that comes through whatever the And, and knowing not to go back to your vomit, right? Not to go back to right, your know, backslide. That so you have to um, put your, I always um, speak to, uh, you know, some of my clients and some of the people I speak to is this. You have to have your tribe. You have to have you have to have the environment you have to have all these different things um to kind of help you stay on the path um stay obviously stay in christ right and have the um don't try to fight this by yourself basically um because the enemy like to get us isolated when you feel like you're strong enough you feel like you can just go on your own do your own thing and before you know it, temptation things will come because the enemy will always tempt you to see if he can enter back into you, if he can enter in and get back legal rights over you. But when you stand in your authority and you're really walking out your deliverance, after a while you resist the enemy, he's going to flee. And so to me, deliverance is really that that um, freedom and walking in it and having a mind a made up mind not to go back to it, but also being mindful of where you are. Um, like for instance, if you know that you've overcome like a uh, depression. If you know that there's a certain time of the year when that when that time will come, then you would have to first of all you know be praying or consecrated or already have certain things prepared so that you don't um be in a low place. Meaning you you going out to eat, you you're doing something active, you're doing something that will help keep your spirit high, keep yourself in a good space. Um, and that's certain things you just gotta be ahead of time, be ahead of the enemy. And this is also how you break the cycles and curses because not only are you um doing something different but you're breaking whatever, um, environmental trap or or temptation that would cause you to go backwards. So that's just my take on that part is, 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 is really just, um, freedom and maintaining that.
2: That's good. Oh,
11: no, you can go, Mia. So I'm so sorry. Um, while she was speaking, God gave me a vision. I have a lot of visions, like, of like different, perspectives and concepts that I have. I feel like a lot of the times too, in church people preach about deliverance, but they leave out um, the spiritual realm out of it. So it's like, oh, you can be delivered, you can be set free, but they don't speak on the tormenting spirits. They don't speak on the spirit of Jezebel. Um, They don't speak on, you know what I mean? Um, Molestation, the R word, different perverted things that were in your family. I feel like a lot of the times they only speak on like the surface level things if y'all know what I'm talking about so I used to think deliverance was an experience at church I thought it was right being slain like oh I want to feel that like I want to flip out like I promised to God we had a a sister named Sister Flippin and she would flip every Sunday I tell no lie y'all she did and she would flip all the time and her name was Sister Flippin now, I don't know if she approved of that. I was really young. I would have defended her if I was older. Like, don't call her that, you know? <laughs> but her name was Sister Flippin', so I always thought it was an experience. But when I got older, I realized deliverance actually actually looked like pruning. It looked like coming every Sunday and crying out, maybe, that whole year. Um, It looked like, you know, if you look from the outside looking in, like you're looking at somebody else, you would think, oh my God, one day she cool, one day she not. What if God is taking her through a deliverance? She just having up and downs be there for her. You know what I mean? So I started to notice, like, once I started going through my deliverance, I'm like, my God, Lord, forgive me for how I looked at other people. You know what I mean? Because at times, they, you probably caught them at a wrong time. They were right. their own deliverance. They were trying to be free from something. So to me, deliverance looks like, Obedience. It looks like freedom, like Talisha said, and I was gonna say too. A lot of people love to blame the devil, but sometimes it's just your flesh on autopilot. Like right, you just created good. a habit. You, you. It's some things in your mind that got in there habits that you learned in your your household that's trauma, etc. That you need to unlearn. So that's why, like, I started going to counseling because there are some things that I need to unlearn that mama and grandma used to do you know what i mean like i would watch my grandma get upset over something and be upset about it and keep bringing it up for months and months and months
0: <laughs> right so i'm
11: trying to unlearn that you know what i mean so sometimes it's just you on autopilot and god wants to take deliver you from that and how he might deliver you from that is as if you're on drugs like all right if we we're going gonna to try withdraw. to get you off of this we're gonna withdraw you from this and so it's like For me, deliverance also looks like filling up your stadium with more of God. And that doesn't just mean going to church and going to therapy, but go outside, go to dinner with some other saved girls, save save young men or people in your church family. If you don't want to hang out with them, what are you into? I love music. I wish there were more gospel open mics, you know? I don't want to hang a bunch around a, a, a liquor and then have to hold on to my water bottle because I'm not trying to look like I'm in here partying with y'all.
7: Right. You know me?
11: So like, you know, just filling up your stadium with more of God, like, where can I, God, where can you meet me at this week? Okay. I want to go to a dance class, but I don't want to twerk. What's <laughs> up? So yeah, deliverance also looks like that. Like, I want to feel like that's the mission I'm on this week, filling up my weeks with more of God. So, God, also, can you meet me so I have an outlet? So I feel like in deliverance, too, God just put this on my spirit to say, make sure you have an outlet, too, though. Because when we are isolated at times, there are times we need to get outside and walk, too. God put that on my heart to say, heavy. So if it's a beach you can go to, a walk you could take, without anybody else, do that you know sorry go ahead
2: no you good i'm agreeing with you pastor Charles just told me the same thing because i have to get myself in that same mentality sometimes that is a, ble- a tr- man that is so good anybody else want to address that question anybody want to jump if in? I, if i if i could to go to you yeah because i already seen you raise your hand yes sir go for it
8: thank you so much uh prophet uh-huh. and i appreciate everybody that's in this room i uh, woke up this morning and i saw the title and um Great room, great room, great minds in this room. But I wanted to say uh, deliverance looked like something that is most overlooked that Jesus said. The hardest part of a miracle and the hardest part of deliverance is when Jesus said, go and sin no more. I swear to God,
2: man, bro, I just wrote that down. That came to my spirit. I tell you not. I just wrote that down. I was going to ask the question because I, oh, my God speak of it because i was going to say what and the question i wrote down was when jesus showed grace was that an act of deliverance that meaning of showing grace was when he told her to go and sin no more when he stopped him from stone her, was that an act of deliverance man of god go ahead and preach.
8: preach yeah that's it he said go and sin no more so the hardest part of deliverance and the hardest part of the miracle is not on jesus it's on us it's a mindset and i i, I wanted to say openly uh mia I I honor you. I I I really admire your your mindset. And Talisha, uh, I think that's that said, uh, just great words that have been put out here. Uh Dr. Andrew really uh hit some things and and really it's a mindset. Uh the prodigal son. We hear people preach on the prodigal son all the time. Is that deliverance was that demonic deliverance or was it uh, learn behavior, or was it a, a decision that needed to be made on his own? If we look at the situation and we look at the end results, and the end result says he's in a pig pen. But really, his deliverance came when he said, when the Bible said he came to himself. In other words, he started thinking oh, about where good. he was. He looked at his mind. He understood that my mind has got me in a place that my body has become affected. My 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 surroundings have become affected because of what my mind has done, what my mind led me to. And so this this is not an area where I had to be uh, had demons cast out of him. It didn't happen. He had to come to himself himself. I like the word that we, use, we have to become unlearned in some areas because we have to make the choice on what we're going to be. Are we going to follow after tradition? Are we going to follow after what everybody done? There was a story about this uh, young lady and this young man that got married. And when they got married, every every holiday, when the holidays came, she wanted to cook a ham. Well, she would put the ham in the roasting pan and she would cut the butt off of the ham.
2: Come on now. I hate that
8: one. And, and she would cut the butt off the ham. And, 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 and he would, he actually he said, why do you do that? Why do you cut the, cut the bottom part off the ham all the time? And she said, because my mother used to do it. My mother used yeah. to do it. And that was her only reason is because my mother used to do it. And so he went, they went to visit her mother one time. Then he asked her mother, he said, why did, why did, why did you cut the ham, the bottom off the ham? Because now your daughter does it, but I don't understand why you do it. And she said, oh, cause my mother used to do it. My so they got a chance to talk to her mother, and her mother said, "Oh, I did that because it was too big to fit in the. Come on there. now, hey. come on." And some people are cutting off, some think people are cutting off things that are important or things that's going to be beneficial to you in your life, but you only cut them off because somebody else cut them off down the line in your family, which leads me to this point. How do I get rid of generational curses? How do I get gener, get a generational demons? This is what I want to say in this room today. Generational curses come by doors of sentiment, sentimental doors. Watch what I'm telling you. Sentimental 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 values, sentimental doors. Grand, Great grandmama had a nice wedding ring. Great grandma got divorced and she gave it to grandmama. Grandmama had had the wedding ring and then grandmama got divorced, gave it to daughter. Daughter got, or gave it to mama. Mama got the wedding ring. Then mama ended up getting divorced. Now daughter has the wedding ring and, and, and and, and what is going to be the end results? The end result is going to be divorce. Why? Because there is something connected to the sentimental value. What is the sentimental value? Well, great-grandmama great gave it to grandmama as a wedding ring because she wanted her to uh, have the same ring. It goes all the way down to generation. It goes all the way down to our millennial. Now our millennials get ready to get married, but nobody told her that great grandmama was a witch.
11: Ooh, 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 ooh. Talk it, about
4: it.
8: Nobody told her that ooh, great grandmama answer. Nobody told her that practiced voodoo. Nobody uh, told her that great-grandmama was into sorcery and witchcraft and and all different type of satanic issues. So now, because spirits travel through sentimental value, it traveled from great-grandmama to grandmama. And then the sentimental door was opened up again, and it traveled all the way down to the millennial. So how do I break this curse? I take that ring, and I cast those spirits off of that ring. But you're not hearing me. Do I, do I do I throw the ring away? No, I don't have to throw it away. Come I on, cast sir. the spirits off of the ring. I cast the, 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 the curse that has been attached to that because if great-grandmama was a witch, I, and so now I see why all of our families have ended in the same type of divorce, the same type of results because of the spirit that is there. And so our mindset is that when Jesus said, go and sin no more, we need to really take our time. And the last thing I want to say, and I didn't mean to take up too much time, but the last thing I want to to say is this. I think Dr. Trina said it. Watch who you go and pray for. Watch who you go laying hands on. Watch who you go trying to speak deliverance on. I had one friend, and he went to his place, and he and and you know he had, he had been up on deliverance and and uh you know uh, these kind only come out by fasting and praying. He went and he began to pray for this woman. She got delivered. Yes, she did get delivered in the revival that he was preaching. But it was his first time ever dealing with casting out demons. But he did not know that you need to be covered. You have to have you need to have somebody covering you. He gets home and that same demon that he cast out was jumping up and down in his bed when he walked in his bedroom, jumping up and down for three weeks. He would not come out of the house because it frightened him. So what am I trying to say? The don't Jesus doesn't need any heroes. He's the hero. What he needs is people that listen and be heirs and joint heirs with the power and authority. Do not push. Do not pull. Go with the flow of the Holy Spirit. If you push him, you force God. If you pull, we restrain God. If we go with the flow, we get perfect understanding and expression. Thank you, I clear the mic.
4: Yo.
2: Yo.
8: Dr. Yo,
2: Yo, I fell to my knees. This man did
11: preach. That's real. (laughs) That's so real though. And a lot of a lot of us have like our family members like from generations ago and they talk about it a lot in history. Well, I mean, if you do the digging, you'll Mm -hmm. see it in the history, but a lot of our ancestors stopped depending on God and started depending on um, what they could do themselves. My God. And, And a lot of us are being delivered from it, but this is why I brought up the Mm -hmm. prophet. I said a lot of people preach deliverance and um, oh, don't go and sin no more. And they say it in a way of, yeah, don't go back to that man and don't do that. And they say it in that tone, but it has everything to do with the spiritual realm. And a lot of the times our own people are even coming against us. Let's talk about it. Uh, God, I wanted to touch on something, but God was like, no, mm save. so I'm not going to say it, but be aware, cause you really could think that your family is on your side, and then if God gives you a dream about it, you get a feeling about it. Don't eat their food. Don't take nothing from them. Come on, must be your, your, mother, your grandmother, your grandpa. Do not. Let me tell you something. You could remember them. You do not need to keep their jewelry. I don't know why God laid that on me, but He did. If they go on, you you'll the memories. That's the best take that please don't go picking up their jewelry in their clothes i know a lot of people want to remember their folks but you Talk really just it. don't know and Talk when god it. reveals it be obedient there was a
8: there, 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 there was a, a story in the bible in kings second kings i think second king or first kings about a young prophet a young prophet and and that young prophet had instructions to go in And to speak against the false gods and the idols that was there and to go and tear down the altar. But he gave, he gave instructions. God gave him instructions says, after you finish doing the job, don't eat there. Don't drink there. Don't sleep there and leave out the different way that you came. There was an old prophet there that had been rejected by God and was no longer serving in the ministry of God. He sends out his sons to go and find him and see what happens. The old prophet goes out and connects with the young prophet on his way leaving. He says, an angel, watch this, an angel. This is what we got to see. An angel spoke to me and told me to have you come to my house and eat with me, drink with me, sleep here. And we'll go out to say, well, what was the instruction by God? Not to eat there, not to drink there, not to sleep there. That's good. He goes and he sits at the man's table. He eats there, he drinks there, and he sleeps there. But what what we don't understand is that his sleep was eternal because God used the old prophet one more time, and he prophesied to the young prophet and told him, didn't I tell you not to eat, drink, or sleep in this place and leave out a different way? And for this reason, because you listen. So this is what the old prophet said to the young prophet he says i am a prophet just like you are so where was the mistake he connected to the title and so the message that i preach and i preach this so many times at leadership conference don't let your title supersede your calling do not let your title supersede your calling because he was influenced by the old prophet because he was called a prophet and he died where he shouldn't have died and he lost his life when he should have been able to live. So what I love what she just said. If God tells you not to do, if he tells you to do this, if he said go to the left, stop going to the right if he tells you go to the left. Why would you keep buying car after car and making a right turn and running into a wall when it says no right turn, no right turn, no right turn, and you get to that same corner and you run into the same wall? When are you going to make the left turn? When are you going to make the left turn? Because God is saying Turn left. And when you turn left, you find out that your deliverance and your freedom is there. Uh, this last thing: freedom without responsibility is bondage. It's bondage.
2: The man just preached again. And and, and about about what it, way. <laughs> see, and and that's what I was getting at in so many words before I got a phone call I needed to take. Is that see what we have been training people, we've been talking about the prophetic as a, as a blanket statement. And I've been raised up in the prophetic, and I've been doing, but we're not even talking about discipleship. You could be a whole gifted warlock and witch out here if you're not submitted to God's voice. Or you only submitted to the power of God as the gift, but if the Holy Spirit is not the anchor that guides you into the truth and said, don't say that, don't do that, come out of this, come away from that. See, we, we have only made the prophets soothsayers. We've only made the power of deliverance as as just demonstration only. And it's so much more to it than that. It starts with the forgiveness or the repentance of sin. What did Jesus say when he showed up on the scene? Before we did one miracle publicly in uh, in front of the masses. He said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. That's what he said. And then the demonstration started. And repentance is not this ugly cry. It's not, oh, because we we grew up doing this stuff. Like 50 people come to the altar in the revival and we, we brag amongst each other about how many of those 50 got saved and got the Holy Ghost. And then the next week, two of them come back to church, you know, but but the 50 was what we was excited about. Right. Because we only got our jollies based on seeing the power of God go forth and then people come up and then it just feed our little broken egos based on different things that we've done in the church because we've made the church a stage and a platform for, for lunatics and for folks without a whole lot of uh, you know, that, that's walked through rejection and they've never been affirmed, and those kind of things. So they get a gift, no different than if you can sing at the Apollo. They clap their hands. So <laughs> the folks that don't fell yeah. out. Oh, look at Pastor Patton. Ain't he annoying? It? Ain't he cute? Come on through another trick. No, it's true. It's it's simply when you walk with God. I don't care how powerful the gift is, the author of power. Is that I walk with God, I do what He tells me to do, even like David. If he says I can't build the temple, or like Saul, Saul, wait for Samuel to show now. I'm gonna go ahead and sacrifice because Samuel taking too long. That's the kind of stuff that we are dealing with in the body of Christ, and that's why the devil has a lot of legal rights in a lot of different synagogues. That's why Revelation, that's why he said that some of these churches were the synagogue of Satan. Now, hold on, wait a minute. These folks are prophets, they can preach, they got a great uh presentation of the word and worship uh, and, yeah. that's a, and, and that's a synagogue of satan yes why because they don't listen to the word they don't listen to god like when jesus shows up in, in, to Ephesus with john and he says tell them i got this against them they've left their first love now god said i know you hate the nicoletians i hate them too and you do what you need to do there yes y'all are, uh, are, are gifted you do a lot of great things but i still got something against you and if you don't change this thing that i got against you I'm going to pour my anointing off of it. How many churches have had the anointing pulled off of them because they only do what they want to do? Or they do it how they want to do it. And because the gift still works, they think that God is still with them. And that's the issue. And so many times in the church when people do come and they need deliverance, well, guess what? They can't get it because we're too enamored with the tricks that we can do. And I'm saying tricks from the standpoint of the power of God. That when we, when God uses us and we, and we get prideful, you know, as the sister talked about Jezebel, we've heard Jezebel only be taught basically about rebellion. And when you read the story, the Bible says that the, the woman had a problem with sexual immorality. How many, and this is just not a woman, but that's not a man. A lot of pastors that are sleeping with their members, are sleeping with people on the road and getting up to preach. That's the spirit of Jezebel. That's exactly what that means. We have not explained it. And that's why many of us continuously are going through this cycle. And sexual sin, dare I say, is one of the gateways to a lot of different demons. And we don't talk about that enough. That's why we are afraid to deal with it from that perspective, and we're silent. When we're caught up in certain different things, and then other sexual sins show up in the church, then now we're muted because we got our sin, so that person may know your business, and, and, and you know that person's business, so, but we just going to shout and dance over anyway, and then we're going to try to prophesy. We're going to try to uh, get people delivered, and the power of God can't flow because there's not clean vessels in the house, or at least submitted vessels that are at least saying that, look, I know I may be battling with some stuff, but I'm constantly turning my face toward the things of God. So I think that's very important what Dr. said. I just want to add that piece to it. Repentance is the number one bedrock of deliverance. And not only for those that need to be delivered, but for those that also, that are administering the deliverance. Don't tell me that you can get me delivered and you still struggle with some stuff or you struggle with like stuff that you still ain't released. And and, and I have seen it in church services where de- Actually tell that these are believe it or not. So we need to be prepared for what God is about to do in the earth, and in particular in the church, because there's so many people that are dabbling into all kinds of things that are of the occult, and they need deliverance, and they need the voices of God that are submitted to not only preach the truth, but model the truth, and then have the demonstration to go with it. But I'll land the plane right there.
8: that's 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 powerful revelations three and one uh dr andrew you hit something revelation three and one says this when jesus was talking to the seven churches he was talking to the church of sardis in the revelations three and one and he says you have the reputation of being alive but you are dead strengthen up those things that remain or are about to die the problem that we have right now in our churches uh, is that we have the reputation of being alive because of the emotional fits and uh certain Ooh, things that go home uh with me being a musician we we can't shout unless somebody hit a flat unless somebody plays the c sharp uh less the uh, uh this, this is what i call it what we having right now is we have too many spiritual orgies in the church Ooh. and what is the spiritual when 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 i go to the altar when when i went to the altar i told jesus yes i will marry you i will be your i will be intimate with you we will have an exclusive relationship i will be committed to you so when a person gets married uh when you go to consummate your marriage Nobody else is in the room with you. It's you and the person you just got married to. You're consummating the marriage. There's a covenant being made there. There's there, there's a blood covenant that is being made. But if you have to wait to so-and-so walk in, or if you have to wait till the musician get to the house, or if you have to wait till the prophet gets to the house, or the evangelist come to the house, then that's no longer an uh, intimate relationship between you and your spouse. That is an orgy because you need somebody else in the room for you to, for you to worship and for you to... Uh, uh, become intimate and so what has happened now in the church we have too many people that have said yes Jesus yes Lord you can be my king I'll, I'll marry you you can be my husband I'll be I'll be the bridegroom but we have not come out comment uh, uh we have not consummated the relationship between us and God so how can God put anything in us how can he plant seed in us when we've been on lockdown because we're still waiting for somebody else to come in a room I need the choir in before I worship I need the musician there before for worship. I need the best artist, the best soloist, the best, best vocalist in before I begin to open up to God. That is not worship. Worshippers, when Jesus met the woman at the well and nobody was there but her and him, and he began to talk to her about spirit and in truth. He said that they that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. So what does he do? First thing that he does is he talked to her about water because water represents spirit in the word. He talks to her about water. He said, if you knew who you were talking to, if you knew who you were uh, having a conversation with, you would be asking me for water. I would not be asking you for water. He said, the water that I have to give to you, you will never thirst again. If you drink this water, you'll never thirst again. She says, give me that water. Why? Because now she understands the spirit. But watch this. If they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth and in truth. That means there's a conjunction between spirit and truth. So now he says, Well, go and get your husband. She says, I have not known. And what does he say? You have answered truthfully. Now you got spirit and truth. This woman is by herself, and she is the product of true worship. Because true worship has nothing to do with everybody being around, true worship is your adoration your intimate thoughts about who God is in your life and then praise is the outward expression but we have the reputation of being alive but we're dead that's why we don't see the blind eyes open anymore that's why we don't see the lame walk we don't see the dumb talk the death here is because we have the reputation of being alive but we have not consummated the reputation the relationship that we have with Jesus
2: And watch this, Doc. I just just preached that text this Sunday, this last past Sunday. And verse 24, it says, Jesus told her, He said, you worship what you don't know. And a lot of people are worshiping things, or worshiping God, and they think they know God, but they don't. And that's why he had to say that the day is coming that the real worshipers, the true worshipers, are going to show up. And they're going to worship him in spirit and truth. Not only that, God is a spirit. In other words that's a shot to the pharisees and the whole religious system because what we have what have we done we've worshiped leaders we've worshiped uh, our denominations we've worshiped culture that we have uh, believed to be what we call churchy right that is that that's more important as i said it earlier where the traditions of our of our churches are more important than what the bible say there are people that will fight you tooth and nail over a, a tradition of their church. And, and, and it ain't just the Baptist, we love to put that on the Baptist, but the Pentecostal folk are some of the most traditional people too. You know, they got two rostrums in the in the pulpit because the woman can't preach on the same side as the, as the man. And a bunch of crazy stuff I won't go into that I have seen because I got roots in both denominations. So when we talk about deliverance, And we talk about repentance and we talk about the word of truth. We talk about about, um, what worship is, is not just the expression of what we do in the church. Worship is a daily lifestyle. To the point to where it's bigger than uh, praise. Because anybody can praise. Even Herod asked, can I go and worship God, Jesus, too? Because it was some magi that was trying to find Jesus. And not even those that he was called to. So catch what I'm saying right there. So there are so many things that God has encrypted in the word. And he is still encrypting in the earth now. But it is only for those that worship him in spirit and in truth. And not that you got a cute shout not that you got great tongues, not that you anointed on the organ, you not know hit those chords and we all go up and worship. Now, dare I say, ain't nothing wrong with that, but that ain't the whole piece of the pie. The piece of the pie is what you do after you get off that floor, after you get that weed together, after you iron that suit back that you don't swear it, sweat it out. Once you get back home and the devil knocks on your door and tells you to call that girl that you met at the church and she going for it, that's when worship actually kicks in. Worship is obedience and the ability to say, "I see this thing right here." What did Joseph say when Potiphar's wife tried to sleep with him? He said, "I can't sin against God." He said nothing about Potiphar because, you know, we got that 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 that, that code, uh, Doctor Dexter, amongst men. Doctor Patton, somebody was calling you. Y'all know it's eleven o'clock. People started calling y'all, you know. Wrong kind, you know, you gonna take the call? Okay, Doctor Patton took the call. Listen, when I tell y'all up in here preaching, y'all literally preaching, and low key, uh, as y'all giving these scriptures out, I'm going to look. Y'all know I be googling and typing and working, and I'm looking these up because truth be told, this is something that our generation well, here. Yeah, oh, they, you back? Yeah, I'm back. So, oh, okay, um, go yeah, ahead. Let me But, but it's it's so funny how those kind of things are not taught. And that's why demons are hanging out in churches that they're not supposed to be, and not and, and not even to say that they weren't uh, invited or they was invited, but because we bring them with us. And then when we don't have the authority, because again, the authority can't be there if we don't live lives of spirit and truth. But I'll shut up. No, that's good, Dr. Van. That just, trust me, and low-key, <laughs> you're like we recorded. That's why I want to plug tomorrow, because Loki. There's so much deeper to what you just said. How you just end it, but low key, I ain't gonna press for time because y'all already know it's eleven forty, and y'all know we trying to get out of here on time. Like I don't know how we're gonna turn this into a four hour show, but listen, we go because these topics are so powerful. Like, I mean. Yeah, we think a lot of hoopla is just really just bouncing and dancing and shouting in the church. These sexual, these spiritual orgies, these whatever we're doing in the church. And should be told that's not—that's not really helping anybody, especially for our generation. Shout out to my girl, Mia Mia. I don't know how old you are—you are—but I feel like you came from my generation. Like we in the same group of people who needs to hear stuff. Oh, like I'm
11: 22. This. See, up, oh, see,
2: I'm 28. But low key, I got the wisdom of a 40 year old. But then I'm still childish a little bit because I've been the <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> like they be like, how you bridge these gaps? I don't know. I'm a, I'm young, but I'm old. <laughs> but I thank God for people like you and everybody that has came in the room um to have this conversation. Listen. Yeah, I know in the last part of the show, so I always like to give people the grace and space to give final remarks on the room, ask questions, uh, give final contributions. Shout out to Miss T down there. Miss T, I seen you raise your hand and you wanted to come up, but you know, sometimes the conversation just goes with our moderators and the guests. Sometimes I just be having to try to squeeze, yeah, I'll let them, but they just be going. So I do apologize, but, oh, you can't, good job, good job. So listen, when I get to you, definitely, I want to give you uh, space and grace for your final remarks as well. But listen, y'all, Final remarks on the room, Um, I had a question of the day. But I don't even know if I really want to ask it because it's gonna to go to a whole nother level. So I'm gonna save it to tomorrow, because so tomorrow is Freedom Friday. Yeah, that's when we don't record the room. I know a lot of people uh, will come in the room and don't want to get on stage because the room is recorded and they can't always speak freely and say, you know, what I'm saying what they want to say and this and the other. But that's why we have Freedom Fridays, where we can come in, have these unadulterated conversations about everything that we've discussed throughout the week, um, and all that good jazz. Uh, shameless plug. Um uh brother anthony i'm thinking about having finance week next week right before we go into march only because you know march is like deemed march madness and i know people finna be preparing for spring break summer and all this other stuff and they're gonna go wild with their money in march right before you know they are doing can their hear and stuff now yes ma'am i can
11: i'm so sorry to interrupt you but i'm getting ready to hop off really quick do you mind if i share something with you Poppy?
2: no problem no problem go for it
11: okay um, and please forgive me if I'm out of line, but I really do um believe that God is doing something within you concerning Clubhouse and different things that you host. But this is literally just your practice field for what he's getting ready to take you <laughs> into. So when I say this, please don't be offended, but God wants, to, wants you to get super serious about what he told you to do. And you know what he told you to do concerning people, concerning habits, concerning prayer, fasting, I know you're on a prophet, but God is saying whatever he showed you, he wants you to to be even more serious about it. I don't know if you're married yet. I don't know what that represents. But God is going to reveal all of that to you um, concerning you. So I just want to say, like, I'm praying with you. I followed you. I will be coming in to listen more. Um, And I love this and I'm excited for what God is getting ready to do in your life.
2: listen anybody who knows me though i'm so jolly and i feel that joy and that love so much i feel every much of that confirmation from that word of god my god so
0: much <laughs> Kristen.
11: yeah it's like a it's like a it's like it's Ooh. like he's te- it's like he's testing you Like right? you know how when somebody's leaning in to see what you're gonna do with it what right. are you gonna do with this small scene <laughs> you know i was
10: waiting for you Kristen, to say some of them
11: (laughs) right i was waiting for how you handle this determines when he'll release it how he'll release it through what Uh who when where all that so how you (laughs) handle this
2: i mean empty out daughter all uh, right. Don't, don't go on <laughs> Just finish it all. I'm off. sorry, y'all. <laughs> yes. And make no yes, apologies. Sir. Let me help you. Right. Make, make no, no apologies, apologies with how God uses you and how you flow. Just flow. The people know what you're saying. Just tell them what God said.
11: Yes, sir. Well, that's that's really all. And it's it's just funny, God has this sense of humor. It's yes. like I see him smiling, like, <laughs> what are you gonna do with this? But he trusts <laughs> you. He trusts
2: me, so. Listen, you welcome back anytime. Definitely come
11: back.
4: <laughs> I'm invited to
6: the cookout. The
2: <laughs> yes, you're invited <laughs> to the cookout. Man,
6: <laughs>
2: God is so powerful. Listen, what I tell you, I love it. Look, I ain't even for the. I just want you.
8: to know how many more times you got to hear it. <laughs> listen,
11: <Exactly.
2: laughs> Kristen, I was here you, Kristen. Yeah, I was here. I hey, listen. Hey, the Bible, Bible, Bible says practice i'm practicing god, for what god got i am ta- he taking no you belaboring the time <laughs> and you need to hear this <laughs> wisdom on this stage close your mic go ahead dr i'm Brand. just gonna say faith coming by hearing hearing and hearing the word of god sometimes you got to hear it more than one time but i'm gonna tell you something uh what she released and what prophet christian is saying and what we all have spoken over you and even with this room you see how uh this room uh it, it attracted some major ears in this room, and and there I say this: there are some people that started out with you that have said things, you know, trying to correct you. And when you kept going, um,
3: and you trusted God, look at you now. That's good. So
2: all, my God. So so all you got to do is just keep doing what you do. Um, some of them will come back, some of them won't. But it don't matter if they don't, because the truth of the matter is your heart for really having good conversation and the lord keeps sending me back in your rooms as busy as i am like this morning i'm super busy but when i saw the topic god said go in there and i had no idea we were going to go this deep but man what you got in you draws people and it draws all and not just church people so that's where the responsibility is and i think that's where you really get you get a little bit frightened and you be like, I just want to be this regular dude. Look, man, I ain't no being no regular dude when you got that. Down right. Down. <laughs> that may, may I say
11: something? No. You know I mean? It's really, it's really <laughs> not even about the conversation because what I started to realize in my walk with God, when you're speaking to people, uh, most of the time, well, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? Most of the time, you're not even talking to them, you're speaking to their atmosphere. So one thing through my deliverance, when I encountered my apostle for my life, a lot of things about me started to fall off because I was in the presence and I was under their covering, right? So as you have these conversations, a lot of them won't get it. So don't look at who's in the audience and who's there and like, okay, am I supposed to make this a project or what? as long as you keep looking at the outcome and oh what bigger platforms can i get on you will drive yourself miserable so don't do that so um god's looking for that that in his people in ministry especially this year don't look at the outcome don't look at the ratings how many people heard the song who's supposed to hear it they're gonna hear you always hear people say that but as humans we want to do great things we want to be put on platforms and you know we want those things, so when I'm not gonna sit here and be like, no, we don't. You know what I mean? But like okay. he's just testing you, and it's like take this seriously. Like I know you're goofy, but it's like yeah, going to bring you into alignment with that. Um, oh, yeah. I'm saying like uh, what's that thing that we we have in our churches that staff? What's that thing? That gold thing? Um, with the hook on it
3: it's a second. crozier
11: I don't know but that's what I'm seeing
2: so like just like uh, do it. Uh, presiding prelates carry croziers I'm sorry did you hear that prophet yes sir okay <laughs> bishop bishop, oh,
1: <laughs> All right. you know
2: now it's two dudes that come in this room that are my favorite preachers it's Christian and that doggone dunnick I'm talking about, I, I told Della, I said, man, look, as soon as I have a physical building, I don't care where you went and where you live, you come to Nashville. Because that little fella can show enough can say show it, and and, show, and and so can proper Christians. They are loaded with the Word of God. So, man, when you got them kind of friends, that's what's important. Those kind of people that are, that are speaking to your life, and, and and not only speaking to your life, but telling you stuff that you don't want to hear, but you need to hear. I mean, those are friends, and you just 28. Let me tell you, them friends don't come every day. I'll be 47 this year, and I can count those friends on my hand. Now, in fact, I don't have them, because if I counted those kind of friends that I used to have like that back in the day, I, I would have no fingers or two thumbs. In other words, the, the people that speak into your life that really don't want them from you, they got your best interest at hand, and they cheer for you, and they and, and they praying for you and they invest in their time and resources in you man that's rare so you got to stop pushing back on what the word of god is for your life and just do it just be who you're supposed to be and watch god do all the other stuff and trust me i'm even saying this for myself because i was in a i was in a space not long ago while i'm saying like man what happened to my friends i used to have some i used to have some partners that would man, i can call them we can pray you send the third And and, and one of them is still pretty close and still, he's still around, but the rest of them, they ain't there like they used to be. And that's okay. Sometimes elevation will do that. And sometimes when you get elevated, you got to be willing to say, I'm not going to mourn over who ain't with me no more. Because if God has given me a whole new platform, if he's given me a whole new audience, if he's given me a whole new inner circle, that's okay. That ain't nothing against those that ain't here no more. But at the same time, I can't grieve when folk ain't supporting me the way I think they should or the way I want them to, because that then leaves God out of the equation. Because God calls hands, he turns hearts, and he calls folks to write checks and be like, man, I don't even know why I'm doing this. You know, I believe that the people of God that's really tapped in to their purpose and doing it, and not doing it just because they don't get something out of it, but they're doing it because God said doing it. God is about to start releasing things, not just uh, you know financial uh, resources, that's a part of it. But I'm talking about uncanny favor that you can't make up where you get in rooms because you knew somebody that knew somebody and then you just tag along. And this thing, you know, you shake a hand and bam, everything that you've been trying to do now can happen because all you did was just do it because God wanted you to do it and not because you was trying to prove something to somebody else. But that's the word for you, my friend. Love you. and, uh, And just thank you, man, for this room, because even talking about this topic, help me to see some things that I gotta continue to walk in
0: and okay. remember
2: and hold on to because deliverance is not for the faint of heart. And when you get delivered, the devil ain't never happy about it. He always trying to come back and run up the score just to prove a point to you. So that's that's the thing, man. I appreciate the conversation.
8: Can I can I piggyback off of yes, what sir. Ryan and Dr Andrew said. My, my my dear friend let me say this to you I, I want to give you an assignment uh, because the door that sister Mia opened up uh, is very crucial I'm gonna give you an assignment and that assignment is John chapter 7 and in John chapter 7 that's when Jesus family rejected him they would not believe in his calling they didn't believe in who he was but what what's going to elevate you in ministry is those people that are closest to you that that may not see what God has done for you and what he is doing for you. When you're able to get past and elevate past that, that's when you're going to really see God make you keen in your calling. <clears throat> don't worry about people that don't accept your calling or don't understand your calling because it wasn't a conference call when it happened it was a call between you and God it was not a conference call he didn't get put everybody on the line it was you and God this is the problem that i see and i'm only saying this from the from the from the mind of wisdom i operate fluently in all of the gifts of God that he has blessed me with but there's one there's one gift and one office that i ran from for a long time and that was the office of a prophet because It's a very thin line, a very, 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 very thin line between a true prophet and a false prophet. All we have to do is change one word that God has given us, and it is no longer God's word, it's your word. It's a a very thin line between an apostle and apostate, because all we have to do is say one thing that God did not say. God has given you and he has gifted you my brother he's gifted you in this time and in this uh, you can see the evidence in this room because I don't just go in rooms I don't wake up and as a matter of fact to be honest with you let me be very honest this is the very first time that I really did clubhouse in the morning I normally do clubhouse in in the evening and it's only one or two rooms that I'll go in. But this morning, the Lord woke me up and I went straight to out and, and, and I pushed clubhouse and I came and I saw the title. But I'm here for a reason. And I'm here to let you know that as a millennial, just just keep focus. Do not lose focus. Do not lose focus. Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. Because what has happened is we have too many people that uh, that claim to be prophets. Hear what I'm saying? They claim to be prophets and they have the title prophet. And so when they go into a certain setting or a certain venue, people are looking for them to prophesy and God has not been speaking. But because I got to hold up to my title, I'll make up a word. And this is what I I want you to say. Oh, that's so good. I, I want you to say, understand this. Don't ever make up a word. Oh God, here I go. Don't ever make up a word. Just listen to what God has you to say. If God does not give you to speak on a certain thing, then don't speak. Do not speak. Do not speak. Because for the sons of Sceva, they says, well, you know, Paul, we know, Jesus, we know, but who are you? You come, in, you come in this atmosphere trying to speak something and trying to act a certain way, and you have not been covered with that anointing. And so I think what my sister Mia is saying to you is just be very serious, because I don't think you really see what is before you it's a great door before you, sir. It's a great platform, but the platform has nothing to do with the numbers of people. It has to do with the listeners that God sent you. Jesus turned this whole world upside down. And we're still here today because of 12 people, 12 people. So don't ever look at the number of what's in your room. Just understand whatever God gives you. And now as a pastor. And as a bishop, I never preach a word that I just want to preach. I always ask God, what do you want to feed your children today? So I, I pass this on to you. I pass this on to you. Any room that you create, any room that you build, any title that you build, ask God, what should I feed your people today? And watch the board run over. Watch what happens. I it them up.
11: They're going to be like, why are you taking this so serious? It's clubhouse. Watch. Watch.
8: Yes. That's just what's going to happen. But you still be yourself. You still be funny. You still be your comical. I receive it, y'all. over here The tears are
2: just thanking God for this word because I receive Probably. it. I really receive it. This is like, I don't know who said it, but as long as I got friends like y'all. Yeah. Oh, Chris, I'm go ahead and prophesy. Probably
14: be quiet. <laughs> Put the mute. So, so, Prophet, um, yes, sir. I couldn't, I had to stop everything because I had to just get in on this anointing. Um, three major doors are going to open up for you. And the Lord says, and beware that television will open up to you and they will seek you for what you are bringing to <laughs> <laughs> the generation. There is behind doors talking and dealing, and you have caught a glimpse of what is going on. The Lord says, I will use you not only to touch this generation, your generation, but you will be a bridge to bring the old and the new. And then I will use you to spin around and pivot and touch governmental issues. And, and you will be my prophet behind closed doors with dealing. And you will deal with kingsmen and then I will send you to other nations. Mm. There is a new wisdom that is birthed in you. Says the spirit, you have my eye, and you will be known as an eagle prophet,
7: for you will see things far, far off. Mm. I release.
8: Let me let me <laughs> let me add on to that right there. And when he says that you're gonna see things afar off what god is going to do he's going to give you an anointing to see the devil before he gets up on you so called before the devil gets up on you because he's coming trust and believe he's coming because he understands the anointing but what 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 the prophet was just saying right now god's going to allow you to see far off not as to see in the future but he's going to allow you to see the enemy before he creeps up on you
11: This
2: is for y'all. And I, I want to say, I, I don't, I don't want to say to you, Prophet, as well. I admire you because you are, you remind me some of my, of myself. I was talking to one of my uh, pastor friends. We were doing a, a Instagram live, and he talked about how there's been a rapid succession of influence that I've received on Clubhouse, and we were just kind of talking about how people didn't see my journey on here. I talk about it a lot, but they didn't see it. There's some there's some stuff that you have walked through that you're gonna share with people, and they're gonna get delivered. They didn't see it, but because you're gonna be willing to share, <laughs> it, <laughs> folks gonna be helped. That's why I feel like when we when I talk, when I hear you talk, and I come in the room, I I, I see myself because I know that reluctance. And it and ain't even got to be the Holy Ghost. I just you know, kindred, kindred spirits, and kindred experiences always connect. And because you got called so young and even to the point to where it's not being called so young and knowing what God say and wrestling with a lot of this stuff and even winning some of the battles. But even the devil trying to accuse you when you lose, you got to understand, sir, that you are a son. And if you start walking in sonship more so than that religious dogma of, oh, here's a demerit for the sin that you committed or even that you thought about it. And just start rebuking it and start walking with God. Not because things are held up in the spirit. That's natural when we sin. That's certain things God can't give us until we defeat that stuff. But at the same time, when you just start saying, God, I choose. Kind of like in The Matrix, in the last one, not the last one, last one, but the third movie where uh, Smith and Neo are, are done fighting. And it's apparent that Smith is one to fight. And then he asked him, he said, why do you keep fighting? He said, because I choose to. Man, if you keep choosing to rebel versus just choosing to go with God and fight the battle that you got to fight, not for your sake, but for the people's sake that you're called to, the generations that you're called to, and even the generations after that. See, sometimes we think generations about what we see on this side while we still got our eyes open. When when the Bible says that his his mercy endures for generations, that's generations past that you can even think about. You can't even see. You can't see, smell, or touch. So, man, that's the that's the that's the spectrum and the spawn of your influence. You just got to start seeing and understanding it. When you are a mouthpiece, you are a prophet of God. There is a key responsibility that you have, and if you can't keep sharpening it and, and and just putting it to the side and trying to wash it off or get on the boat and go on the other side, because guess what, God gonna do? He gonna sit in that well, and he gonna make them same people that you're trying to hang with, and all of them ain't in the world, some of them in the church, they're going to throw you overboard and push you back into the place where you're supposed to be. And then God's going to say to you why, are you, why are you still dealing with that cycle? And when you finally get tired of it, man, we're going to get tired of you because you're going to be prophesying, you're going to be preaching, you're going to be producing, you're going to be uh, be doing business. You're just going to be doing it the way it's supposed to be done. And your life is going to be the model for the next generation of young preacher. Because those that's been messed up in my generation that was born in the 70s, we just we just thought that ministry was just church. No, it's bigger than that. Your generation sees that. And even some of our generation don't want to accept it. But that's the generation that the brother was talking about, those Gen Xs. You're going to help us understand what the totality of ministry is. And that's the generation and, 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 and beyond that you're called to help to affect with effective communication and transparent uh topics that really help people look at themselves and not only look at themselves but have god speak to them and help them so uh man you be encouraged love you and I'm going to keep coming to your rooms, even when you forget about the little people. I'm still going to say, that's my deal, Because <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember them clubhouse rooms. That's all I'm going to say. When I see him, I say, hey, man, I saw my son. Look at that dude right there. He done cut his dreads. But I remember him, man, before 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 he went all knock Spade and all of that stuff. I know that cat. Don't let him fool, y'all. He, he good people. But love you, man.
8: Um, I was. I trying feel like to, we should
11: end this off with like prayer if you could play an instrumental if you could play an instrumental
8: yeah I was trying to uh, oh I'm hit,
11: sorry I'm sorry
8: hit, no no I was trying to hit the greenhouse to uh, join the group but it's not letting me so if, if you probably can send me the link uh, so I can join this group I definitely want to be a listener in on this group with you sir uh, and a supporter to you
2: yes i definitely will do you
11: have a prayer instrumental prophet yes
2: ma'am yes ma'am listen we normally yeah, come on and play that okay okay listen we always normally end with music but i definitely want to give everybody their time and their space to express everything so that everybody um get final remarks before i go ahead and end with prayer
8: um let me just uh say this uh because mia is right in place with prayer i just want to say this uh dr andrew just said something to you that there's going to be some people that will push you back and and but they're going to be pushing you into position what you have to understand is when the person is getting cleared for takeoff when a person is getting dr dexter yes sir <laughs> uh when they're getting ready to get clear for takeoff a uh, 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 airplane does not have a reverse gear so there is a crew that is assigned to pushing that plane back and when it pushed that plane back, what it's doing is pushing you into the place so God can allow you to take off. So watch who pushes you back. Some people will push you back because they don't want to see you fly. But then there's going to be a crew that is in here, even in this room. There's a pe- there are people that are assigned to push you back and line you up because you have been cleared for takeoff. When you clear, when you go for takeoff, remember the turbulence. But also remember, after the turbulence comes your touchdown. Bless Prophet Christian,
2: I'm going to to you to pray. So, Father, it's in your Son, Jesus' name that we come before your presence to tell you thank you. Father, we thank you for a day that we've never seen before. And it is the day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we thank you, O oh God. We say forgive us now for anything that we said or done that was not pleasing in your sight.
8: Sins of omission, sins
2: of commission. Create creating us a clean heart and renew in us the right kind of spirit before you. Father, we thank you, oh God, for this day. We thank you, oh God, for this room. We thank you, oh God, for the wisdom, the knowledge that has been shared in this place. Father, we thank you for the insight that has been delivered today. Father, we thank you, oh God, for the minds that have been opened, the ears that have been cleared. And Father, we thank you, God, for the clarity that has been shared. Move upon your people, O God, like only you can deliver your people like only you can set the captives free like only you can father in the name of jesus we thank you oh god for every listener today we thank you oh god for every person that poured today father we ask that you replenish those that poured out today in the name of jesus we glorify you we edify you we esteem you high and we tell you thank you for your goodness yes lord thank you for your mercy thank you god Oh God, for meeting us in the place of our need. And Father, we bring before you prophet today. Father, we ask that you cover him up under the blood of Jesus. We ask that you use him up under your power. We ask that you set the captives free, oh God. But more importantly, perfect the very things that concerns the man of God. Touch him from the crown of his head to the very sole of his feet. We ask that you stir up every gift that's on the inside of him, now use him for your glory use him for your gl- use him for your glory in the name fire of the holy ghost yes lord in the name of jesus we thank you now god for what you're doing in his life yes lord yes lord we sealed the instructions today god we thank you god for everything that has been spoken into the man of god we glorify you and we edify you with esteem you high for what you are doing on the behalf of this young man of god father help him to be settled in all that you've called him to do in the name of jesus thank you thank you for victory on every side in the name of Jesus. Now Satan the Lord God rebuke you. We cast down every spirit that's not like God. Every backlash and retaliation demon, we send you back to the pits where you belong because God is our real God. So because of that Satan we rob you of your influence and we strip you of your power. We render you helpless and ineffective You have no authority, so we
12: say, God,
2: have your way. Yes, Lord, move upon your people, heart
12: to heart, and breast to breast. And as we leave this place,
2: as we turn off these phones, never from up under your presence, we ask that you go with us, be with us, and deal with us, more importantly, until we meet again. It is in the name of the Father, Son, and the sweet Holy Spirit that we say thank God. Let the people of God say amen. Amen. Listen, this room is closing in three, two, one.